The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Um, we've got some great guests lined up. We've got uh, Jacob Rismog coming up after eleven. Uh, Nigel Farage and Alistair Campbell on the line at exactly the same time. But before that, um, I know it's what you've all been waiting for. We're going to go to our um, political correspondent and find out what he thinks it could be next for Theresa May. Alan, hello. Yes, Alan, can you hear me? I can hear you like a good boy, Ian. Congratulations on being read out on National Radio 2 this morning. Sorry, what? Your text was read by Ken Bruce this morning. What text? You doing Tess and Claudia's dancing fun. The, the what? So with who the what now? Tess and Claudia doing that 24 hour dancing. Right, and. Again... You heard your message read out by Ken Bruce. I, I don't think I did. Yeah, you said for me and Lee. I th- it wasn't. It was. It was not me. It wasn't me. I. I thought it was. Well, it, it, I. I think maybe having the name might have made you think it was. But trust me, it wasn't. As I've got absolutely no idea what you're talking about. But anyway, what's the? What do you think is going to happen now to Theresa May? I think it's going to be a general election. Um, OK, what makes you say that? You're, 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 you're kind of branching out on your own. No other commentators have, have picked up on that yet. So what makes you think that, Alan? Well, I think Brexit is dead in the water, mm. and this will be... Um, Theresa May should do the right thing, call a general election, and we've done his lead over Conservatives. We're just going to go to our correspondent for prisons and get his take. What do you think about what happened? They've cancelled Brexit. Thanks very much. Um, so, Alan, do if there is a general election, what do you think the result of that might be? A landslide majority for the monster waving loony party. Okay, thank you very much indeed. That's Alan Caddick, who is our correspondent on Brexit. 
I've written a Brexit song. Uh, was, I've written a, well, it's, just, it's like because I've been listening a lot to the Now Show, which is one of the unfunniest programs on radio. No, that's not fair. That's not fair. It's the unfunniest program on radio. So smug and so unfunny. Um, and they do like songs. They do songs. And so I've written a. I've, I'm writing. I don't want to say I've written. I'm writing. I'm working on. I'm crafting. Uh, a song about Brexit, a satirical song about Brexit, okay? Um, and it, I can sing some of it now. Well, we don't... Another well, rock and roll Brexit, another Brexit rock and roll. Jean-Claude Juncker's up for the fight. He's putting up with all this shite. Theresa May, a Jacob Reese mug, sitting in a tree, having a snog. And Boris Johnson sticks it up his old bum hole. Another rock and roll Brexit. Another Brexit rock. I've been working on this all day. I think it's I think it's good. Catherine raised a, a, an interesting interesting point, asking me why it was based on another rock and roll Christmas by Gary Glitter. Oh, yes. He was just in my head. He was just in my head. I read an article about about his son in Cuba the other day. So Gary Glitter's in my mind. Um I don't think he'd make any money from it. I think he sold all of the rights to his songs. I'd have to check that because I wouldn't want him making money. But it's a good, it, it's a you know, it's a funny satirical song. This could be my moment to be the new Mitch Ben, to be um, the new Richard Digence, or indeed Richard Stilgo, or a- any other Richard. I think it might need any a- other Tom Dick or Abdul. Mm, I think it might need a few more bits on it. Like oh, I can do it. Some more words. I can do that. Okay, okay. Let me, let me. Um, the rock and roll Brexit, another Brexit rock and roll. Young Claude Yonkers, pull up a fan, and up with all this hide. David Davis. Give me some names. I don't know any of the names of the men involved, and it's generally men. Um, uh, Dave, I need some names. David Davis. Stephen. David Davis. Stephen Baker. They are a couple of masturbators. They have, um, uh, they are, um, sitting in the front. Everybody thinks he's a mass. No. Okay. I'm just, I'm just workshopping it. I'm just workshopping it. Could be a lot of fun. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative. Let's be honest. Catherine and I are both slightly aggrieved that we're in tonight. We were kind of hoping that we would get told not to come in and that the grown-ups would be doing a show. I got a phone call like 10 minutes after I left home and I thought, here we go. This is it. And she just wanted to check that I was coming in. Yeah, we were hoping there'd be a shouty man um, with uh, a not-quite-so-shouty man and a meek woman debating, you know, what had happened and what this meant. And there isn't. It's me and Catherine. And honestly, 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 right... I, I just I don't I don't care. I'd rather we stayed in Europe. Um, it's in, I've enjoyed I have enjoyed though today. Theresa May putting on her sick voice. She ain't gonna turn up for work tomorrow. She ain't gonna turn up for work tomorrow. We know it. Or she'll say she's got to go to Brussels tomorrow, and then you won't see her. She'll be there. Really, she doesn't have to be there till Saturday, but she's going a bit early. She's doing her sick voice. Who is it? She sounds like. 
Phyllis Pierce. Phyllis Pierce. Oh, Percy, get us a Brexit negotiation package from cabin. Um, it was the the worst. And then I, I did like a little jokey tweet. I pulled over to do this tweet because it, it made me laugh in the car. So I pulled over. Um, and my phone now is like in a, it's like in a, uh, in a, a box. box within it, a box. It's in a box within a box. So it's a big operation, right? And also I'm not very good at parking this car because it's too big. So I pulled over, opened the first box, opened the second box, got the thing out and uh, tweeted, uh, Theresa May is uh, enjoying hearing Theresa May put on a sick voice. Um, a, a, a genius. She won't be in for work tomorrow. We've all done it. Except I, I, I got a spelt a word wrong. I, instead of putting go to work, I put got work. It doesn't quite make sense. And it's become viral. Oh, no. It's had over 300 likes and 52 retweets. And then someone tweeted, listen, I voted Remain, and I'm not a Tory, but for God's sakes, give, give the woman a break. She's doing the best she can. And I was thinking, if, if you look on Twitter, there are people saying a lot worse things than... She's putting on a, her sick voice. There are people who use all kinds of language. Also, I don't think we're stuff. really suggesting nope. that the Prime Minister is doing that voice. I am. Not really. Though. I think she's a liar. Here's the thing. Ever since those two men lied about Michael Jackson on that um, documentary, I don't believe anybody. It's opened... The good thing about that documentary, that fraudulent documentary that tried to besmirch the name of the King of Poppies, it's opened my mind, Right. You cannot believe anything you see on the mainstream media. I believe them. They're lying. Well, they're lying to you. They're lying to you. The mainstream media, and that's channels one, two, three, four, uh, and sometimes five. They, mm. my mum, my mum can't pick up channel five still, so it doesn't quite get. But they are lying to you, right? They're lying to you. And once you accept that, once once you've had the um, cling film pe- peeled from your eyes, cling film wouldn't work. Is that a phrase? No. Okay, well, okay, once you've had the... Scales, the, Once you've had the scales, um, no, 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 no. Well, anyway, once you've had the, the, the tinfoil peeled from your eyes and placed on your head, you will see the lies everywhere. The two guys on the Jackson film, liars. I Theresa May, her voice, Sorcerer. liar. It's all... Not, you can't believe a word of it. Can't believe, it. and I'm wise to it now. And now I'm wise to it. Now I'm open. I'm, I'm open to receiving the information that's out there. You cannot get this. You cannot get anything. You're saying that Reese Mogg isn't just a really, really posh bloke. Did you see that thing where the, it, it, apparently he's made like seven million quid on the back of Brexit? Well, that's the calculation they've made based uh, on something like was it fifteen percent of just on the increase amount. of its smugness over the past three <laughs> right. years? And um, I don't. That information I don't have to reveal. That's not a bad reason. I don't have to reveal those figures. So yeah, you made seven million quid on the back of. I don't have to reveal. It's great because he is sicking it to. He is um, sicking it to uh, the uh, the elite. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. Let's go to James. Good evening, James. Hello, Ian. How are you? None of your business. What do you got for us? Sorry, I'm yeah. angry. I'm angry. It's been a feisty evening, James. I'm very, very well, thank you. I'm also angry. Do I, do I have to squeeze this in before the ad break? I've got a minute on the clock. Shall no, you don't. Well, well, listen, listen. We go yeah. to the ads late, mate. If the call is okay. good, we go to the ads late. Oh, great, because um, I'm also angry because, on a serious point, on, on talk radio, I've got so much to say huh? on all of the pertinent issues, gang crime, violence, yes. youth disposition, yes. ISIS, returning fighters, yes. Brexit, okay. and I can't get into any bloody caller shows. You I can't get tried. into any bloody caller shows? 
I've tried James Obongo. Can't get on to him. James Obongo? O'Brien, sorry. Well, hang on. Um, You're talking about LBC. That's nothing to do with us. You'll have a, no, you no, will no, probably no. have a warning up against your name. Why? I'm not, no. Because you're but a nutcase. I'm not. Listen, I was about to like your tweet, but on my Twitter, it's my real name, so I'm not going to... Who cares? No, okay. When did you turn into a paranoid, gibbering wreck? Uh, 2006. Okay, well, as long as you can date it, that's something. That's progress. But, but no, I was, was going to say, um, I was in London today, Uh-oh. and I, I was approached by um, a... Can I say, um, who? Who? A whore. A whore? Yes. Well, say, 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 sex worker. Yeah, sex worker. I think that's a PC term. And well, she it's, just, it's, just, it's just polite. It's just a politer way of describing um, a particular career choice. I just think whore is, is particularly unpleasant and degrading. Escort, yeah. I think sex worker, it's not, it's not about being PC. It's just about being polite. It's po- yeah, it's PC. It's, po- it's polite correctness. It's manners. I am, um, and she offered to um, my, and I said no because I didn't have any cash on me. But the point is, this, not, I had. Was there not a cash machine nearby? Well, you have got to be careful in London because your your pin could get stolen. Um, but the, I did see you sleeping. Uh, was it a few nights ago? You were yes. live streaming from your bed. Yes, I was live streaming me sleeping, and there'll be more of that to come. Don't worry. But the reason I'm slightly floundering for material is because I would usually start off the call by uh, some songs by a certain well-known artist. But yeah. I'm thinking in the current climate, is it, is it controversial or not? Because, you know... It was... You can still sing Michael Jackson. C- Catherine is... Uh... This guy's all over the place. What do you want? <laughs> I'm going to sit back, James. You're speaking to the boss now. Hello, Catherine. How are you? You've been hit by smooth coming now. And the thing is... Okay. Um, I mean, I don't believe anyone wanted to. His. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think you get. I can't remember. I remember years ago, if you drove, even if you drove through like the main street of King's Cross, you'd see sex workers. And there was a there were a few areas, sort of Finsbury Park. I seem to remember you'd see that you'd see them. King's Cross about twenty years ago had a massive, but they pumped millions and millions of pounds into it. And um, you don't see them anywhere now. There's, they're not anywhere in the area. They've, I mean, there's still some dodgy areas, but they've cleaned it up a lot. And I can't think in London. I don't mean I don't live in London now, but I can't think the last time I saw a streetwalker um, in London. I can't think. Certainly not in the last fifteen, twenty years. Got the internet now, so I think that for yeah. the most for the most part. Yeah. It's safer not to walk. But for some of those women, that is the only way of doing it. Is is that you know on the internet there is huge competition, and if you know so, uh, but yeah, let's you know political correctness. No, polite is polite correctness. Let's call them sex workers. They've they've made an um, you know what is probably a very difficult life choice. And um, so, whore is not a nice word. I don't like that. I don't like that word. I'm not. I don't. I don't think that word does anybody. No, any especially as last week there was a massive uh, demonstration about the fact that sex work is work, and uh, you know, women, these women, largely women, want respect and deserve to be safe, and all these different things. And yeah. I also didn't really see the point in his story, apart from just to be able to say that word. Uh, he's a nut job, but you know. Yeah. Got, uh, uh, I just had. I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble with um, Amy Lewis. Ian Lee has to go now from Talk Radio. Now. He's a Gary Glitter supporter. Um, 
uh, now. Amy Lewis has got a hashtag, sack Ian Lee. Are you really talking about Gary Glitter after what he has done? You should be sacked. Now, we talk, uh, Amy, about Gary Glitter quite a lot. We talk about a lot of things on this show. Um, that quite often, stuff that you may not... Oh, hang on. She's only just joined tonight. It's not a real person. It's a fake person. She's joined just to get me the sack. All right. Well, it's, it's, it's probably one of our trolls. It's probably one of... You're probably one of our trolls, sir. Uh, but, yeah, no, we, t- we, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, Gary Glitter. We talked about Jonathan King the other day. We talk about all kinds of things. You know, it's so... Uh, what this show is, is becoming, is a place where we can kind of kick ideas around. Um, you know, in, in the age of Twitter and, and the internet, we just were saying this the other day, everything is very binary. It's yes or no, black or white, on or off. Um, and if you do not have a definite thought, you certainly can't try and produce a thought on Twitter or, work, you know, chisel away until you get an opinion on something. Um, but you can on this show, Amy, he said, doing the inverted commas, because you're probably a bloke. You can on this show. So you carry on tweeting The Sun, BBC News, ITV News, Mirror Breaking, and CNN is what she's doing. She is doing. Um, and we all say, I made, a, I made a, me and Catherine made a radio documentary about Gary Glitter fans, you, you, which I think you'd enjoy, actually. It's really interesting. Um, oh, three, four, all right, Amy, give us a call. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Uh, Listen, you know the score, okay? We sit here and we talk and uh, there's some bits and pieces, silly bits and pieces in the papers. I've got stuff about aliens, um, about Larry Grayson, about... um, I've written cock here. I'm assuming it's about cock. Um... So we'll talk about that, and we'll kind of talk about stuff that we may have done today or or otherwise. We're not really going to talk about Brexit, but 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 here's the thing: if you, I am aware it's kind, it is kind of the biggest story in town. And so, if you want to phone up and talk about Brexit, you'd be very welcome to. In all honesty, I'm bored by it. I've been bored by it for the last couple of years. I don't really understand it. I, I, I don't really... It's the point I was trying to make earlier. I don't really care. I would prefer we stayed in, but I don't really care either way. And I was thinking about this uh, uh, yesterday. No, I was thinking about it today because I was listening to another radio station and another radio host was going on about it for three hours. Really good host, right? Uh, and he's one of the few people that can kind of make it interesting. But I was listening as I was getting ready. I had to go out to go and do some filming today for a thing about cats for Channel 5. And um, he was talking and he was saying all this stuff that I felt I should be bothered about, like corruption and lies and the re-smog £7 million and all of this. And I was thinking, I should be bothered by this. But I'm not. I'm not. I'm all right because I got a few quid in the bank, which is quite selfish, but I have. Um, so, you know, th- th- any huge financial impacts will take a while to hit me. They will hit me eventually, but they'll take a while to hit me, um, certainly longer than perhaps the average person. I'm not saying that to brag. That's just the way it is. So I guess there's kind of a selfish I'm all right kind of vibe about it. But even that to one side, I don't, I don't really I don't really care. I can't get myself worked up. It's partly because I don't really understand it. And I think a lot of people don't understand 
the intricacies. It's become very tribal, hasn't it? It's that binary thing again that, that, that you have to have on Twitter or on social media. It's that black, white, yes, no, in, out. You're, you're a lever, you're a, what is it, a, a Brexiter, Brexiteer or a Remainer. You're one of those two. There can't be any nuance. There, uh, um, anybody who changes their mind either way is frowned upon. Um, uh, so you have to be one of that. You have to be a one or a zero, and I, I just doesn't whet my whistle. Doesn't. I mean, you, you, what about you, Kathy? Get you going. Uh, there are a few, a couple of things I am worried about. One of them could be a major thing. One of them is just a faff. If I'm honest, this whole you know um, idea that you know the island border and the the tussling over that could begin again, and this yeah. kind of um, claims by some sort of branch of the IRA, whether it's a new one or whatever, yes. that they're putting, you know, sending the IRA the next explosives generation. over. Um, that worries me. The thing I'm really worried about, the thing that's going to hit me directly straight away is the passport thing where I can't go over to Spain unless I've got six months on my passport. It means I'm going to have to renew my passport a bit earlier. That's a faff. It's a faff, yeah. It's a faff. Yeah. That's a fact. Was it to, when you go to America? You, how long you haven't you got? Six months? Yeah, something that like that. So it's it's good to keep your passport up to date. I suppose, yeah. But I've got like an extra. But, that, but that's it. I mean, that and... uh, for, for the, the first instance, that's the things that spring to mind that I am worried about. So I, I am I, I am very, very bored by it all. I'm disinterested. I I did find it funny her doing the sick voice there. It made me laugh a lot actually and um she was here a sucking a lozenge yes she was a bit where she was um well, she's been caught out by that before hasn't she, she it wasn't a lozenge no you're thinking of um the the actress on the motorway no no no, no. oh no she was sucking she's sucking a lozenge it was so funny here it went here childish pleasures hearing an adult you know with a sweet in the mouth that was that was fun but i don't care so here's the thing so we you know we're not really going to do a brexit special um, it, it, it's not our vibe. There is a reason that I had the, what I think is a genius idea to call this show The Late Night Alternative. I remember driving into work about two years ago and it suddenly hit me. Why would anyone listen to this show? The Late Night Alternative. It hit me, right? Uh, and that is because if you go to BBC London, um, your local BBC station, Five Live, LBC, um, they'll... All be doing Brexit. Yeah, and they have been for months. They have been for months. And they'll all, they'll all be doing it in slightly different ways. Duncan on BBC London, I like. Will, you know, will be doing it in his unique, slightly curmudgeonly way. Tom Snorbrick on LBC worked for Theresa May, so he has a certain amount of insight. Um, but they'll all be doing the same phoning. Uh, and we won't. We're going to kind of try and take your mind off it. So, listen, if you want the Brexit stuff, you're very welcome to call us, OK? You're very welcome to call us. I would ask that you try and say something, bring us something that has been missing from the debate so far. Also, if you're used yeah. to phoning those other stations, we don't really tolerate monologues, so you yeah. might find that you get interrupted. And But if you really, really... If you've not had enough Brexit today... Go and listen to those stations tonight because they, you know, if you really feel that you, you, you there's something you, you want to hear more opinion, you want to hear more debate, you want to hear more experts, you know, talking about it, predicting what might happen this week in six months' time, then go and listen to those stations. You have my permission, our permission tonight. You've got a note. You can go. We will not judge you. We will not think any less of you, and you're welcome to dip back in any time between now and one o'clock tonight with us um, or come back 
tomorrow if you want. It's all cool. The, the point of this show is... We and I know we've now been talking about Brexit for 15 minutes, but the point oh, I get the irony the point of this show is that we are the late night alternative. We try and provide something that you will not get um, anywhere else. I'll tell you what we might do a bit later on. Let's that, that website, that radio garden where you just listen to radio from yeah. around the world. Let's see if we can find something interesting on there around the world and then see if we can get in touch with them somehow. Should we do that okay. after 11? Let's give that a go. Uh, 03444991000. Free from most call, most numbers. will probably cost you a few pennies at most. You'll speak to Amy. She'll take your name and number and give you a call straight back. So it's, it's, it's going to cost you hardly anything. 03444991000. This this is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Late Night Conversation, wealth losing sleep over. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, yeah, 03444991000 is the telephone number. Uh, I've been posting some nice pictures of my cats. Cats have been on my mind. Because I had to go and do a little talking heads thing. You know those things where they show funny clips and then it cuts to, um, like, uh, a comedian and a, this one's got... Well, I, they billed me as a comedian. I said, oh, oh if you've, you've booked me as a comedian, I ain't a comedian. I'll sit and talk, but I ain't, I'm not a gag man. And they had, um, like, a, a cat psychologist and a vet. Uh, but they're not especially funny clips of cats. They're c- clips of cats that are, like, really nasty, quite aggressive. But watching the clips... Um, it's all the owners' faults. It's all the owners. You watch, you go. Well, what? it's like the, the owners are constantly trying to pick them up, and then the cats are going crazy and scratching them. And you think, well, they're telling you they don't want to be picked up. So, or they'll they'll the, the, the cat is eating, and the, the owner comes up from behind and strokes them from behind. And it, first of all, you've got to be really confident with your cat that you can stroke it while it's eating, okay? Because they don't like it unless you know they've shown they do you certainly don't go from behind because that's when they're at the most vulnerable they're, they're kind of poised for a fight because they can't see anything and they're eating so they their senses are heightened so there was a lot of that and i haven't done a talking heads show as one of the heads i've done voiceovers for them but i haven't done one for about 13 14 14 years i stopped doing them because they you would get 200 quid Remember I did a few, and you get 200, 250 quid for an afternoon's work, which is all right. But then they would quite often, they'd then re-edit it and put it in another show, and you just became one. I didn't want to become Stuart McConey, was my thing. But then, this was about cats. I love cats, so I'm in. This paid a lot more than 250 quid. And now I don't give a stuff about what I do on TV, because I don't consider myself having a television career so I, I, I when i get offered tv work the first question is how much second is how long and the third one is let me look in my diary yeah i'm free and that's it and it was kind of nice there were nice people that were doing it there were some good clips one of them the sound guy at the end um came up to me and said yeah i've got to say you're responsible for one of the funniest things i've ever heard on radio and i went oh minty biscuits the barry from what thing he said no 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 it was um, it was uh, a guy called Jeff. I went, oh! <laughs> do you drive? Do you drive? Which is a great clip. Do you mean Catherine was responsible for that clip? You were the producer at the time mm-hmm. for that, weren't you? Yeah. Do you drive, Jeff? If you want to laugh, go on YouTube and look up Ian Lee, Do You Drive, Jeff? And it's, it's about 10 minutes. This old guy in his 80s. Um, and uh, I'm put forward the ridiculous... Uh, well, I put forward the sensible viewpoint that drivers over 67 should be banned from driving or something. And he phones up 
to say that he's a good driver. And I want to ask him, but, but Jeff, do you drive slowly? Do you drive slowly? And every time I got to the do you drive, he'd go, yes. That's great, Jeff. But the question is, do you drive? Yes. <laughs> so we talked about that. It a went bit. on for ages. It went on for a lot. It's so funny, man. It's funny, then it stopped being funny, then it gets funny again at the end. And so this went on for uh, for ages. So, so, so we're talking about that. And then I went, oh, oh, I've got a, I've done another clip recently that if you like that, you might like. He went, oh, what is it? I said it's called Mike Snorbitz. <laughs> and it's when we had a drunk guy on who was so drunk, we put him on hold for 20 minutes, except he was on air the whole time. And he got so confused, he forgot his own name. So I sent the sound guy, whose name escapes me, sorry. Um, I sent him the, the that podcast of... of uh, is it was Mike Snorbitz? Was that yeah, what it was called? Mike Snorbitz. I sent him Mike Snorbitz, the clip. It's, if you missed it, it's so funny. One of my, my favourite gags are those ones where they just repeat and repeat. My favourite thing I ever did on the 11 o'clock show, and they used it over the credit what credits ones, it's so funny. I remember doing it, and it was the first time I'd done a repetitive gag. And as it was happening, I was thinking, oh, my God, this 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 is a thing. And it's me stood outside the post office in Borough High Street, and a guy, and me going up to him and saying on camera, uh, hi, I'm Ian Lee from the 11 o'clock show. Uh, have you got time to do a Vox Pop for us? And the guy goes, yeah, when? And I go, how about now? And he goes, yeah, all right. What do you want to ask me? And I go, hi, my name's Ian Lee. I'm from the 11 o'clock show. Have you got time to do a Vox Pop for us? And he goes, yeah, when? And it just goes on. And it was the third one. I start to smirk and go, Oh, this is funny, and it goes on not quite as long as Jeff, but it goes on for about two or three minutes. It's 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 good. I love those repetitive, circular things that are just pointless. Well, yeah, silliness. And at the time, you're thinking, "How long can I get away with this yeah. for? When is he going to tell me to?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get away with it for flipping ages. Uh, let's go to George. Good evening, George. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Ian and Kath, I tried to phone you last night, Liz, because you provoked a a memory. You were talking about car parks and... uh... The car parks and the glad rocks. No, I got it. Glad rocks? I got it. The car parks and the skid marks that your poor old granddad had to swear to buy you. Yeah, very good. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, George. Yeah, it jogged a memory of yes. how I first became anti-establishment, okay. essentially. Here we go. I got stitched up by a couple oh, of no. coppers, oh. and uh, yes. I, I'm just looking <laughs> statement of witness. I, I was accused of outraging public decency. Uh-oh, what had you done? Well, I'm just looking at the statement of one of the okay. constables. Well, you could just remember it. Well, Simon Byrne. Okay. Well, let's uh, not have let's not have any names. Let's not have any names. Uh, age over twenty-one. Yes. Born twenty-nine, four sixty-three. So he was just okay. One, All right. One, one okay. month over twenty-one. Okay, that's great. What is the point of this story? I wanted to tell you the, well, the tell, story. Tell us. Sorry. Tell, well, tell us then. Don't give. I don't want the, the guy's birth date for crying out loud. Okay, on Tuesday, the eighth day of May, nineteen eighty-four, at one twenty a.m., I was on duty in full uniform, in company with PC blah blah blah, 
when, as a result of information received from a member of the public, we went into the car park at Devonport, Southwark Street, W2. There in the car park, I saw a red Volkswagen Golf Saloon. Park stationery with its lights extinguished. The area where the car was parked is partly covered by an overhanging building. However, the car park is well lit and the car was clearly visible from the residential flats which overlooked the car park. I saw a man to be Mr George Weiss. Why are you reading us his statement? Because you'll like it. I'm, 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 well, we're, we're five minutes into it and I'm not liking it. How, how much longer is it? You're, you're going to like it as uh, it develops. Well, I don't know if I am. Here's the thing, right? If, if a video game doesn't grab me in the first 30 minutes, it gets chucked. If a TV series doesn't grab me in the first seven minutes, it gets chucked. And, and if a phone call hasn't grabbed me in the first five minutes, I mean, come on, man. Just Mr. tell us... Mr. Just, no. Mr. George, oh, we, we're sitting in the driver's seat of the vehicle and a woman whom I now know to be a Miss Blah Blah sitting in, in the passenger's seat. Please make this stop. Sorry? This is, please make this. this. I mean, I don't just get to the, the, get to the fun bit. Uh, don't bore the, us, get to the chorus. The girl was bending over towards Weiss and her Here face was pointed downwards near the steering wheel Here we go. of the car yeah. where Weiss was sitting. Yes. Her head appeared was to she be... A soap opera actress? Her head appeared to be moving up and down in yes. rhythmic fashion. Yeah, we go. Now we're getting it. Uh, at this point, we were about 15 feet away from the car. And as we got nearer to the car, I could see that uh, Lynch was bent over his groin and that Weiss's trousers and underpants were down around his knees. Uh, Her mouth totally encompassed his erect penis. At this point, Weiss looked up and appeared to notice us. Both occupants sat up in the car. When we reached the car, PC blah blah opened the driver's door and Weiss tried to pull up his trousers. I also saw that Lynch had pulled her tights down. She's like porn for the blind. I'm getting into this. Off one leg, but she made no attempt to readjust her clothing when we arrived. PC Blah Blah said to Weiss, can you explain what you're doing here? He said, I'm with my girlfriend. PC Blah Blah asked Weiss to step out of the car. PC Blah Blah said, why have you come down here? He said, I like coming here. I've been here before. I I said to Lynch, what is your friend's name? She said, I don't know. He's just a friend. Uh, PC said to Weiss, how many times have you met her before? He said, I've seen her once before, and we came down here. Okay, uh, I'm getting bored now, George. 
Sorry? I'm getting bored now. So you got caught um, having um, uh, you got caught um, having your willy in a lady's mouth, and the, the police charged you with. Um... No, I was sitting in the car talking to her. What? I was sitting in the car talking. But she to wasn't her. talking to you. We were talking to each other, yes, and they. I've got a mouthful of sausage. Okay. And the police made up Dick. this whole story and okay. took, took their wow. car off the road for the for, for the night. And, Why and does life have to be so unfair? Okay, George. Well, that's great. Thanks very much indeed. Um, Fortunately, PC blah blah should be quite easy to trace. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Uh, maybe we should talk about Brexit. <laughs> A star-crossed soapbox for sailor boys, oh. stable girls, oh, I'm on the edge. and stripper grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Good news, good news. Jesus is coming. The King is reborn. Um, so we sold out our show in Manchester on Saturday, May the 18th. So we've added a second show on Sunday, May the 19th. It's an early early evening show. It'll be six till about eight, half eight, something like that. Um, tickets are only a tenner. If you bought tickets for the Saturday show, um, if you go... if if you go to my uh, paypal.me slash Ian Lee, you can get tickets for £7. That's because that, that, that's, well, that's how cool we are. So if you've bought tickets for the Saturday show already, which is now sold out, you can get tickets for the Sunday show for 7 quid. It'll be a completely different show. Um, if you, you make a payment uh, via paypal.me slash Ian Lee, uh, or ask me on Twitter if you didn't get that, um, or you can get, uh, if you haven't got tickets for Saturday, you can get tickets for Sunday. For There are tenner each. It's a small venue, holds uh, about 60, 65. And if you go to ianlee.com slash event, I-A-I-N-L-E-E.com slash event, um, all of the t- shows and ticket details and things are up there. So we're doing we're doing two shows in Manchester. Here's my worry because it's a great venue, the Three Minute Theatre, and we have to you have to pay obviously to rent it. Um, my worry is that we've we, we've only got sixty five fans in Manchester who would only want to come and see us once, and we will be stuck with an empty venue. Well, we've sold four tickets already. But we will be stuck with me and you and, and uh, twice that number again in the audience and a big hole in our pockets. This is a punt, guys. This is a punt. This is a gamble. This is the biggest gamble of our goddamn careers. And uh, we're, we're, we're doing it. We're going in. We're going all in. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We may end up, we may have bitten off more than we can chew, like that lady in George's story. Uh, we may regret this. Um, we had some interesting tweets about George's story. What did Julie... Julie said, uh, let me see, interesting. She Thank you very much for it. everyone who enjoyed that call, by the way. And, uh, oh, he stopped and I was nearly done. Yep. Um, uh, Mrs. Critchie, MMS Critchie was uh, LMAO. She was laughing her actual arse off. Wowzers. At the background music for George's monologue. Um... And we also had uh, someone saying, oh, Darren said, I guess you could say she got to taste the rainbow. By the way, um, after April the 1st, you will have to send us copies of your uh, credit cards and driving licence as uh, just so we can identify you to make sure you're all old enough to hear adult content like George's Mm -hmm. call. Let's go to Brian. Good evening, Brian. 
Hello, Brian. I think he's asleep. Hello. Hello. Could you Hello? S- Hello there, Brian. Could you switch your radio off, please? Hello. He- Hello. Have you have you fallen? Can I speak to the man on the radio? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking to. Oh God. Okay. Let me guess. Did this come through on a withheld number? This call. Yeah. Yeah. We go. Yes. Okay. It's the withheld number guy. Yes. Okay. Thanks very much indeed. Let's go to Jules. Good evening, Jules. Hi there. Sometimes that guy, like 25% of the time, that guy's calls are funny. The other 75%, they are a mixture of just creepy and dull and pointless. Um, But there's not a great hit rate. Yes, hello, Jules. Hi there. Hello, Jules. What Um, can we do for you this evening? um, Right. um, Anxiety. I wanted to talk about that. Were you affected by some of the issues in George's call? (laughs) No. (laughs) Good. Good. No. Go on. You, you you take your time. We're here. Um, you, you say what you need to say. Okay, that's really sweet of you. Um, yeah. Um, I'm a sweetheart. You are. Um, I'm trying to fight it, and I was going to come to um your Luton gig. Oh yeah. Booked a ticket, but I don't think I can come. Oh. You're not feeling up to it? No. Oh, mate, I'm sorry to hear that. Has anything happened, or is it just like a, a, the, the the blanket has been pulled over your head a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, I um, get that. I get that. Do you? Yeah, I think I... I well, I, I get it in as much as I, un- I think I understand what you're saying, yes. A bit angry with myself. Why are you angry? Well, um, yeah, just angry with myself. Well, here's the thing: the Luton gig isn't um, for a couple of weeks. It's not, it's not this weekend. It's the weekend after a thing. I know. Yeah. So there's there's a bit of time. So I'm sure. I don't know what it's like for you, but with me, this stuff can sometimes go in the space of an afternoon sometimes it takes months but sometimes you know i can have a bad morning and then in the afternoon actually i feel all right so don't be angry with yourself yet because it, the show hasn't actually happened yet um, right. but even if you can't make it i wouldn't there's no point in beating yourself up uh, uh about it it's one of those things i should say that we have so many people come to our shows who have bought one ticket um quite often we get a lot of couples oh yeah oh yeah we get so many people reach out to us on twitter and say look i want to come but it's just me and i get and we make a point of saying and maybe we should say it a bit more that there are so many people that come to our shows where it's just one person you know one someone who's just come on their own um our audiences are always, without exception, very friendly. So if you wanted to chat to the person next to you, they'd be up for it, and I guarantee that. But also, if you didn't want to chat to the person next to you, you just wanted to sit at the back on your own and not talk to anyone, that would be cool yeah, as well. You People wouldn't be would... made to feel strange. Yeah, I mean, it's not one of those oh, shows... That's, but... that's really interesting, actually, because... Um... Oh yeah, I just I'm trying to like get over my anxiety. Yeah, yeah. stupidly I drank 
two glasses of wine tonight, and you can tell, can't you? Uh, no, well, you do you know what? You, now you've said it, I can. I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't smell it on your breath before, but I, I'm getting a little, <laughs> getting a little whiff now. But no, no I mean, you know. Yeah, um, um, and that's. And I can't work out whether it's the anxiety that's causing me to have a couple of drinks, or or the couple of drinks that's causing me anxiety. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's only only you know the answer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, also, I should say as well, it's not one of those shows where we kind of pick on the audience. The audience are invited to join in, but yeah. there is absolutely no pressure. We've we have done things where we've gone out into the audience and, and spoken to someone, and they've gone, "I don't want to speak." Brilliant. We move, move on. on. We yeah. move on. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, you know, people are generally invited to join in, but but or they jump in, or they jump in. You know, so you're you're, oh, you're very good. welcome to sit at the back, yeah. to come in late, to leave early. You know, if you want, I I, I wouldn't. I don't let. Where are we now? It's Tuesday. We got we got nearly all two I'm weeks. Saying, Ian, oh. All I'm saying is that um, right, okay. Um, today my anxiety has got so bad. Yes. Hello. Yeah, and I'm hiding it. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that. It's hard work, isn't it, hiding it? It's hard work. Very tiring. Who are you hiding it from? Everyone. Well, you've told us. So there's obviously a part of you that um, doesn't want to hide it and is happy to sh- or relieved or something to share it with somebody else and I'm, I'm glad you've chosen us and you've shared it with us yeah um first of all problems so tomorrow um, i've got the decorator coming to and i've got um a good friend coming around tomorrow okay how do you feel about the decorator? Because I, and I know that's not a euphemism. Because I always, when I had a, I had a decorator, <laughs> I had a decorator around for a couple of weeks, a few months ago, and I, I, he was such a nice guy. But I found it made me so anxious having someone in my house and thinking, God, he's going to want coffee all the time. He's going to want conversation. It, it was. You didn't feel like you could move around the house. No, like you I felt I felt uncomfortable. Yeah, it's not that. I just don't. <coughs> people anymore because I think it's going to rip me off all mm. the time. Does that make sense? It does make sense, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does um, make sense. And then um, I've got a good friend coming around tomorrow and I've got a hard fact, fact sorry, what? that I'm really anxious. That's hmm. all, that's all. Um, yeah. How good a friend are they? Um, well, I see her about every six months or so. Because I bet if they, I bet they'll suspect something's up. Really? Yeah, but not because of anything bad that you've done, just because they care about you. Yeah. Um, You'd know with them, wouldn't you? Well, I don't know. I just think I've blown it. Think you've blown what? Their friendship. Jules, oh, I'm so sorry. you've got nothing to be sorry for. Listen, 
Here's, here's what I think, right? We have to go in a minute because we're a bit late for the news, but that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. my, no, 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 that's my, that's my problem, right? So I let me do what I'm, what I'm, All I'm going to say is it's 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night. 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night is a lousy time to try and work out what on earth your head is doing. And 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night after two glasses of wine is an even worse time. May I make a suggestion? Okay. Go to bed. I can't. Why can't you? It's just because I don't want to sleep. You do, okay. Okay. We do. All right. Well, then stay listening to the radio or uh, and don't have any more wine. Yeah. No. Well, I haven't got any more wine. There you so go. That's good. Good. The wine yeah. isn't going to help tonight. It might, it might help at other no. times, but I don't think it's going to help tonight. Okay. No. Carry on listening to our nonsense for a couple of hours. Okay. And don't make any decisions about the show now. You haven't got to make right. any. De- you haven't got to make any decisions until about six o'clock on Saturday the twenty. No, Sunday the twenty fourth. That's when you've got to make a decision. So that's ages away. No, I haven't because I'm absolutely panicking like mad because tomorrow morning I've got to be all right. Do you understand? Yeah, but you haven't got to be all right, have you? You just got to. You just got to survive. That's all you got to do. You just got to survive it. And you will survive it. Will I do? Um, yes. Okay, I know, you, I know you've got to go. Sorry. Here's my um, here's my promise to you. I'm going to promise you something. Right? I don't do this very often. Okay. I will promise. I promise you, you'll get through tomorrow and survive it. Okay. It might not be pleasant. It might not be pleasant. Bits of it might not be pleasant. But I bet there will be some bits that will be a laugh. Some bits of it will be quite uncomfortable, but I guarantee you, you will get through tomorrow and survive it. As a promise. OK, thank you very much. No, thank you, Jules. And maybe give us a call either tomorrow or later in the week, all right? I will do. Thanks for sharing that with us. I really appreciate it. OK, thanks Take for your help. No, no problem. Welcome. Thank you. I don't know if we did help, but it was nice to talk to you, Jules. So thank you very much indeed. Um, let's go to the news. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
just may be the one. Someone to understand them, and you just may be the one. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. The late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. She is Catherine Boyle. Do you? Um, can I ask you some questions about what we just talked about? Yeah, of course you can. Because it just dawned on me that I don't know anything. I didn't. I knew very very little about it. Right. We've kind of had the conversation off air. Yeah. But I I I bet there are lots of men, possibly some women as yeah. well, for whom it is slightly more important. But there are lots of men who don't know anything about what you just what we were just talking about, okay. and I, all those questions I asked you were genuine. That's no, fine. Questions. I, I'm fine. So, what were we talking about? So, I had a letter this morning um, summoning me, or no, inviting me inviting. to make an appointment for uh, cervical screening. Now, is that a smear test? A smear test. Right, that's and a it smear says test. in the letter, also known as that, and I think they're trying to get away from that because it sounds so hideous, right? And okay. also in this letter, what was new about it was, oh, yeah. usually it's just, it's due, make an appointment. Um, but this time around it said, it's completely up to you whether you want to go, but here's a, a leaflet so you can find out more okay. about it because so many women are just putting it off or yeah. shelving it altogether because it's, you know, it's not very nice but it takes three minutes and you can save your life. So this is... so, And I genuinely... I, I, I had an idea. OK, what I thought was... What I thought happened was you would go and you'd lie on a bed and you put your legs in stirrups. Oh. This is what I thought. You put your legs in stirrups and um, a doctor... In my head, I had a male doctor would... Um, well, I tell you what I thought they insert. They, they obviously they, they're looking in your vagina. Right? I knew that. Right? Yeah. I'm just saying because there might be some people who don't, who don't know this. And I thought because I've never really thought about it. Okay, yeah. I'm not saying this. I never really thought about it. I thought they would use. <laughs> sounds like it's going to sound ridiculous. Are you going to say like a cotton ball or something? No, a tongue depressor. Oh, it kind of is that, but it's oh. got a pointy end. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, is it? Kind of, yeah. Okay. Like a lolly stick. Uh, well, like mine was like a, you know, it was like a big, you know, like an emery board. <laughs> Not quite that big, no. Like an emery board, <laughs> yeah. but smooth yeah. emery board. But there's, but I've got this, the stirrups is, is not a thing. No, no, I don't think so. Um, how do, so how do you do it? You pop, they pop you up on the table. Yeah. Um, and they've, um, and they'll, you take your sort of lower p- clothes off and they'll give you a blanket often to just like put over the, you know, for, for modesty's sake, you yeah. so you're not just sitting there like Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, to me, is the most uncomfortable part, waiting yeah. for him to come back in. Yeah. Um, for In my case, it's the nurse that does it. Okay, so it doesn't have to be a doctor. No. And it's a woman, you were it's saying. It's a woman, I see. Is it always... It can't always be a woman. I think they would tell you if it wasn't. Uh, okay, because... I, I, in my experience, it's always been a woman. Okay, okay, good, good. And it's never been a doctor. Right. It's always been the nurse. Um, and so, yeah, then they'll, you know, they kind of use this speculum thing, which is um, metal. And that, you were saying, is like the tongs on a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, they, they, they don't... And then they'll and stick the lolly stick your, in. that's to prize your vagina apart. <laughs> yeah. So and they, they can let the dog see the rabbit, yes. Oh, please. Um, but they don't peer up there with, like, a head torch on. <laughs> it's like the X-Files flashlight. So, but they don't... And here's the thing. Well, I said, do they lube you up? And you said no. I said, well, how how do they just go in dry? You said, oh, no, they play with your nipples. <laughs> they don't. But they don't put any lube 
on, no, or, no, because or it's not Vaseline the, the, or not, anything. You no, know, it's not. You know, it's not. Well, no, it's, I know it's not for pleasure. No, it's not for pleasure. No, but not even that. It's not even. You know, it. It doesn't require that. Well, speak for yourself. It doesn't require. It's not that. boast. <laughs> Um, yeah, it doesn't, it and doesn't. it's just a quick, uh, you know. They'll, they'll and then so they open quick, it with whip, whip round, and then they're out. They <laughs> open it with the speculum, which yeah. is like the tongs, mm-hmm. metal, cold metal. Metal, yeah. They don't warm it up. <laughs> <laughs> There's none of that. No. So they open it. How? They even take you out for a drink first. How? Uh, how? Why? I mean, is it? <laughs> it's not really why. It's no. not uncomfortably. No, it's not like a jack on a car. Okay, I'm, I'm just, honestly, I'm asking. We sort of had this conversation. This is a slightly more detailed conversation, but we sort of had it during the break because I don't know anything about it's it. Just and it's a, important. It's just so they can get the lolly stick in. But it goes right up. Well, it said. goes to yeah. It has to go to your cervix. Yeah, you can feel it in the, the back ne- of your throat. <laughs> yeah, I hit my uh, reset button. I can speak Spanish again. Wow. Um, and then it's all over. And what are they doing? Are they scraping? They around, kind of do a sort of circular. It's a little circular. And I guess swoop. they're looking for like cancerous cells. Yeah, they're taking a sample of of the cells on the neck of your cervix. Okay. So if you imagine the cervix is like a balloon. Okay, sure, I'll imagine. So that. the bit that you blow up <laughs> is what that they're they're taking the cells from the edge of that. Yeah. And you get that? That's like every four years. I think so. Yeah, it's been a long time. I was just thinking earlier this month because there's been quite a lot in the news about the fact that women aren't going. Yeah. Um, Why w- women have stopped going? Or they just—they've never really been enough I women. I think some women going. have never been. They find it intrusive. They yeah, don't think it'll intru- happen to it them. It is intrusive. Of course, they find it. It's intrusive it and it's frightening. Word, yes. And you're walking around yeah. thinking, "I feel fine. I'm I'm well." You know, the thing is, you could could be well, and you you could need treatment. Yeah. And it, if you catch it early enough, then there is really good treatment out there. I know people who've uh, had had um, ha- had um, negative results or positive results, however you look at it. And they got treated, and they. Oh, got hang on. No so problem. negative means you've got something. Um, Does it? No, negative would mean that there's nothing. So if you tested positive for it's human papillomavirus, isn't it? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because they used to call it a pap smear. Okay, okay, I've heard that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, is it uncomfortable afterwards? Nah. No, just it's just done. I mean, pants, sometimes it's difficult to know on. what to say to them. <laughs> well. Well, but actually, last time I went, they were talking about my husband and the cricket because it's kind of a mutual friend. That was a bit of an odd thing when oh, I kind of know the nurse it's and a she went, it's only, <laughs> so it's only me here today. Are you all right with that? And I was like, yeah, it's only skin, isn't it? Well, yeah, I, from, from quite early on, I got no problem. I, I know it's slightly different, but I got no problems with, with dropping and lifting and bending over and no. pulling apart. I don't care because. Once you've trained, had a baby as well, you this just, is what I've heard. you're just a working part. This is what I've heard. Once you've had that, it, you, you kind of. Yeah. Get it? I, I, I've got no qualms with with showing and inspecting no. whatever. Like I say, they're, they're, they're doctors and they're nurses. They're, they're, yeah. it's, they're not going to write down, you know, manscaping disgrace. Yeah. It's like going to the, the the garage and being coy about yeah. opening your boot and they're your bonnet. Not, they're not interested. They no. see a gazillion, at, you know, a gazillion at a time. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no. The most um, awkward bit for me is the sitting there with no drawers on, waiting for him to come back in. Uh, you don't wear drawers very often at work, so... Uh... Know, it's different, isn't it? All right, well, thank you for that. It's, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know anything about it. And I, I, I don't have daughters, and, I, you know, and I, I, not something I'd talk about with, with partners before, so I uh, appreciate that. Thank you very much indeed. That's all right. That's all right, isn't it? Does it take a bit of the mystery out of it? Uh, yeah, no, it does, totally. It it, it, it does, totally. I, I, I get it, and I get why it's important, and I think I get why 
um, some people struggle yeah. with doing. Of course, we all think, particularly when you're younger, your 20s, we're all immortal. Okay, we're not going to get cancer. I'm not going to get cancer. Well, 50% of us are in some form or another. Yeah. Um, I was explaining cancer to my kids the other day. One of their... Um, Friend's dad is very ill with cancer, and I and uh, it, it just dawned on me that perhaps they hadn't had a conversation. And I said to them separately, I said, "Look, if I don't know the exact situation with what's going on with this guy, but if you've got any questions about it, if you've got any questions about cancer or questions about what might happen or anything like that, um, you can talk to me. You can talk to your mum. You can talk to your teachers about it. You know, it's important that you know you can talk about it." And they had a few questions about cancer and how you get cancer and. One of them said, well, I thought you could only get cancer from smoking. And I said, well, that's one way of getting cancer, but actually there are loads of others. Yeah. And th it basically came down to me saying to them, bad luck. It's luck. You know, he said, it's not contagious. You can't catch it from him. He didn't catch it from anyone. It's just really, yeah. really bad luck. And I used my mum as an example with, with the NS. I said, it's the same thing with that. It's just bad luck. Did they know that she'd had it in the past? Um, they I don't were too think, little, weren't they? Yeah, I don't, they, did, they, weren't, they, they didn't know about the cancer thing. I'd have that conversation with them now, actually. I'd, yeah. forgot, I'd forgotten about that. But they just know that um, it was really healthy conversation explaining that lo a lot of disease is down to just a bad, um, bad luck. And they were, um, they were kind of... It was good that they asked questions about it, actually, because um, I don't know if anyone... I, I don't know what's been said at school, and I don't know... If anyone's had that conversation with them, and my youngest is going, well, you know, if he dies, I'm going to be really upset and I'm going to cry. And um, I was like, well, you know, that's 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 good to, you know, that's fine to be upset. Yeah. It's also fine if you're not upset. You know, I said, whatever you feel, if he does die, I don't know the situation. Um, I said, but, what, you know, if someone dies, whatever you feel is absolutely right. Yeah. And if you want to talk about it, that's great. And if you don't want to talk about it, that you know, for a while, that's okay. And if you, you can't stop crying, that's fine. And if you don't feel anything, that's fine. Whatever you feel is right. Those conversations are really important. And, and yeah. it's, it's good that you had it um, at a time when it's, you know, it's someone they know, but it's not someone... Yeah. You know, really close. We had to have have the conversation yeah. with my when my mother in law was ill. Unfortunately, she didn't make it. Um, and you know, the, kids are interested and they're curious and they pick up on things. So yeah. I'd rather they ask the question. And then suddenly, they're looking out of the window and go, "Yeah, but look at that!" You know, do you know that that <laughs> yeah. thing when you've had a you think, "I just said a really yeah really powerful important message." They're gonna hey, look at that man! You can see his bum. <laughs> Straight away. Yeah. Okay, right, fine. Uh, sorry, we've got loads of calls. Sorry, we were chatting. Is there oh, a man with his bum out? <laughs> no, three, but the bum crack man. We, <laughs> we saw a guy riding his bike the other day, and you could see his bum crack, and so now whenever we see a, a, someone on the bike, it's the bum crack man. I always wonder why they don't feel... I mean, if I know... Pull your pants up, at yeah, the very least. You'd if feel a breeze, wouldn't you? If your trousers won't cover it, pull your pants up. I am constantly, when I'm on a bicycle or my scooter, I am checking behind Me to too. make sure my coat is covering... My ass, Me and too. if it's not, I will get off and I'll pull everything. I know, pull everything and it's, up. it's difficult when you're riding the scooter because things, you know, you, you, you've kind of got a lot of clothes on, a lot of layers and stuff. And sometimes I always tuck my t-shirt and as tight yeah. as I can. I don't want to be that woman. I pull my pants up like Simon Cowell style. -y. Okay, yeah, because I, I don't want to be that guy. Don't, don't be, be that guy. Be the other guy. I don't want to be the bum crack man. Oh, we got Mick, we got Chris, and we got Simon. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. I'm Ian Lee. That's Catherine Boyle. This is Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee small. 
The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Boy, we've covered a lot of ground tonight. Let's go to Mick first of all. Good evening, Mick. Hello. Hello, Mick. What have you got for us? Very, very angry. Oh, my word. Mick, let's try and subdue that anger if we can. There's enough anger in the world. He's driving around Bedford for an hour and a half to do a six-mile journey. Oh, dear. Diversions? Or just bad driving? One diversion into another diversion into another diversion into another diversion. I know Bedford very well, and I can imagine that that gets crazy. Six mile in an hour and a half. Michaelmas. Get park the car. Park the car. Get out and walk. Right, I'll do that. Do do a, what is it that film? Falling down. Michael Douglas. Just stop it in the defence. Just stop it in the middle of the road. Get out and walk. There you go. So, you going? Yeah, I've just been out and swore. Flipping. I think we heard it. Yeah. Um. Blimey. All right, Mick. If there's a killing, if you're in Bedford, lock your doors, lock your windows, don't go out. There's a lunatic. There's an angry, violent lunatic who has abandoned a car. Because in that film, he pulls a shotgun out. Yeah, don't he walk over the bonnets and the yeah. roofs of everyone else's Def- cars? I remember his number plate. Defence. That's what defends. That's what gives him away. I watched that film when I was about 19. Great I think I was movie. too young. Great movie. I didn't get it. I just thought, oh, he's a scary angry man, isn't It's he? a great movie, although I have i don't ever need to see another film where it's the cop's last day, because it was the cop's last day. <laughs> One more day and I'm going to buy that yeah, farm. Yeah, the cop's last day. We don't need to see... Let's just make, let's just make a film called The Cop's Last Day, and then we never need to tell that story ever again. OK, how's about that? Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Good evening. Oh, it's this cheeky little sausage. Good evening, Chris. Hi. No need to say that. Here we go, straight in. It's like it's like it's like we were we were just having a conversation before the break. We're straight back into our roles. <laughs> I, I, I I love listening to you and Catherine. I do. Yeah. Have you been robbed recently? Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. What? Well, no, not for. Okay. The last couple of years. That's okay. That's something. Well, Chris, bearing in mind that this is radio, so please don't swear. What have you called in for me? I, I'm not going to swear. Okay, I'll be a first. I, uh, so, 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 what do you mean? Sorry, I've, ne- I've never swear. Swear dot. Come on, on radio Chris. Come on, Chris. Come on, Chris. Catherine. You do. I've had to edit them out for podcasts. <laughs> I might have a little box of Chris's swears somewhere around here. Hang on, let me look. <laughs> All right, I do apologise. All right, if I have swore before... You have yeah. a bit, yeah. yeah. The F word is a swear. I'll let you know that now. I... Hello? Hi. Hi. You either, you're either saying hello or yes in Japanese. I'm not quite sure which. I... Uh, uh, stop. I'm going blind. And I can't just stand it. I'm sorry. Thank you. I listen to your show all the time. I do. It makes me smile. Oh, mate. Well, listen. Um, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm upset. sorry, Ian. There's no need to be I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're just having a bit of fun. There's no need to be sorry. Hey, listen. I know. 
I thought I thought that you were already. Didn't you have a stick before? Blind. What? So so what? What? What's the deal, man? Because I thought you were blind. What happened? I hear being like this, but I can't do anything about. I. Do you know when I listen to you sometimes of an evening? Yeah. When when my wife died, sadly, unfortunately, she did. Um, I was working at the time. I used to, I know I had a boring job. I used to be an IT technician. Um, I, I, I don't do anything anymore. I don't work anymore. Do you not have a partner? I thought you had a partner. Yeah, we haven't she's spoken French, wasn't she? for a while. You, you had a partner. What do you mean? Huh? <laughs> well, when you spoke to us before, you told us about a partner that you had. He was always telling you off. Catherine. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. I know. I yes. You know you. So we're just asking. We thought you had a partner. What? What? Do you still? Do you still have a partner? Did you never have a? I'm a bit confused. That's all. We're not having a go. Calm down. We're just trying to get a, a picture of what's going on because it's just a little bit confusing. That's all. Am I speaking to Ian? You don't sound like Ian Lee now. Uh, mate, if we're going to play the Is This the Ian Lee game, um, then yes, you are speaking to me, yeah. Oh, I do apologise. Sorry, Ian. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. I do apologise. There's nothing to apologise for, dude, but I just we're just trying to get a, a grip on what is is going on. We thought you had a partner. Do you Do you not have that French partner anymore? No. No. Did you ever have that French partner? Of course, yes, of course I did. Okay, okay. Well, um, when did that break down? Um, I panic all the time. Right. When somebody comes around to, to my house, I panic. Even when the letterbox goes, yeah, I panic. Yeah. What help do you have? There we go. Let me, I'm gonna. I'm taking control of the steering wheel again. What What help do, do you have in your life? I I used to always help yeah. other people. What help do you have in your life? I uh, I'm a stubborn git. I know you are. So does that mean you have no help in your life? I used to teach. I'm not asking what you used to do. I'm asking... Um, I know, I, I, I always do it. I, right, I want to know what's going on for you now. Do you have any help in your life? So, uh, one of my old managers, uh, he said to me, right, 
we'll get you teaching again. I can't do that. When did he say that? Last Thursday. Okay. Um, why can't you do that? I just can't. I can't. You drinking? Um. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, I am. Okay, I know. I can tell. Yeah. That how how's how is that help, helping? Yeah. Yes. The last time I, I I it cost me fifty-one quid. I only had a bleeding. What cost you fifty-one quid? An omelette. <laughs> okay. Listen, Chris. I can't help you when you're pissed, right? I can't because because this conversation is, yeah, is yeah, making I, I, no sense. No, I'm not pissed. You are because this conversation is making very very little sense to me, right? So I, I, I know that that's why I get confused all the time. I do apologise. Sorry, Ian. Right. Here's what I need rest. you to do. I need you to call me when you're sober, because I can't have a conversation with you of any merit or any use while you're while you're you're drunk and and ever so slightly rambling. Am I rambling? Yeah. Am I? I do apologise, sorry. Stop saying sorry, nothing to apologise for. I'm sorry, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry you're not very happy. And I'm also sorry that I can't help you while you're in this state, because it's, it's just, it, it's not going, I don't know what the situation is. I'm asking questions and not getting answers, and you're, you're going off on tangents that even my mind is struggling to keep up with. So, I, I do apologize. stop saying sorry. sorry, stop saying sorry, you have nothing to say sorry for. But sorry. I would like you to call me up um, tomorrow when you're sober. I... I've got myself in so much of a mess. Um, my house is a mess. I've cancelled the cleaners. I've... Chris, my concern is I'm going to talk to you and we're going to have a conversation and you're not going to listen or you're not going to remember it. I am listening to you. OK. I, I listen to your show every evening. I do. I listen to you and Catherine. I do. I do. <laughs> and honestly, it makes me smile. It, you know, some of the... What was, what was, what was my, what, what did I just suggest to you? You know, I, I prove prove to me you're listening by answering this question. What did I just suggest to you? What did I just ask you to do for me? I don't know. Okay, well you're not listening, Chris. That that's what that and, it's, and there's not a test. I to... asked my Chris, Chris, I can't help you while you're I drunk. No, you can't. While you're drunk. No. While you're drunk, I can't because you're not listening to me. Chris. Oh, sorry. Chris. Sorry. Chris. Sorry Chris. Chris. I told you the F word is a swear word, right? Now, you're still on the line, but you're not on the air and you're not coming back on the air, right? But I'm going to say something to you. I'm going to give you a telephone number of people who will be much more useful to you at, right now, at this precise 
second in time, OK? I'm assuming you're listening to me and I'm assuming you've got a pen and paper. It's a very easy number to remember as well, OK? It's, an, it's for the Samaritans. And the number is 116123, right? Dead simple. You can phone them up now and you can chat to them, OK? There is no point in me talking to you when you can't even remember what I said 60 seconds ago. So I really hope you're writing this number down. I'm going to say it two more times, OK? 116-123. OK, I'm going to say it one more time in about 30 seconds because it's really, really important that you um, you either take this number down or you remember it. And you, I would suggest that when you put the phone down, I'm going to cut you off in a bit. That you, um, that you, no, that you, have you been listening to what I've been saying, Chris? Yes, of course what, I have. What was the number? I know what you, you're telling me. What was the number I gave you, Chris? You, you're telling me about Samaritans? Yeah, what's the number I gave you? 116123. Right, I'm going to cut you off now, and with love and respect, I'm going to ask you to call that number as soon as I cut you off, okay? Okay? I'll, I'll still listen to your you radio You can still listen program. and you can call me when you're sober. This is not a rejection. This is not an, a, in any way a criticism of you, but I'm worried that I might do more damage than good. Um, no, so no, one, no, Chris, 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 I'm saying it because I choose my words very carefully. So I want you to, I'm going to cut you off now and I want you to dial 116. Yeah, you're quite welcome to do that. Okay. And I, I, gonna, I will still listen to okay, you. And okay, okay, right? whatever your choice is. I'm going to cut you off and I want you to call 116123. Can you do that for me? Okay. My gonna, life is a mess. Okay. I want you to call 116123. Will you do that for me? I'm sorry, boy. Okay. Nothing to be so, there's nothing to be sorry for. Cut, there's nothing to be sorry for. 116123. I'm going to cut you off now. Don't take it personally. I have to say, I have to say, the amount of... Um, um, the amount of energy that is taken from me when I have a call like that is... Uh, it's not criticism of you, Chris, at all. Just sharing what happens to me. When I get a call as heavy as that, the amount of energy that is sucked from me is way more than you would expect from a five-minute call. And cutting off a guy who at the end is going, my life is over, this... That it that takes a lot from me. I got no pleasure from that. Uh, the au contraire, um, cutting someone off like that. I want to s- spend the whole night trying to you know trying to fix them and sort them out, and I can't. And you know, one of the toughest things is acknowledging that there are, there's only so much you can do, and then you know boundaries and all of that. But that call has has uh, has drained me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean. I do know what you mean. Hey, ba-da-da-da. and I get why you don't want to go ploughing in no. when obviously the problem is a lot more complicated, and also, like you say, he's not really in a position to be able to discuss things properly. I do wonder if oh, we, kick, we kick ideas around. So I'm going to. I do wonder if I've made a rather big rod for my own back in terms of 
calls like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, uh, here's here's the way I look at it. I, I like the fact that people... Um, it's an honour that people feel like they can tell us stuff, right? But what we can't do is replace professional help. And the worry is that some people are avoiding going to see someone professional because they think we're going to fix it. I worry that people think I can do more than I can. Yeah. I'm just, a, I'm just, a, you know, an idiot that is back from a drugs relapse, that is a sex addict, that is, is messed up in marriage, that has, you know, has got a lot, of, lot of things right in the the first forty five years of my life. A lot of things wrong. Sorry, a lot of things wrong in the first forty five years of my life, and I do worry that um, that people expect too much from me, and then so then I, I. Not only does a significant amount of my energy go, I also take on a significant amount of their their darkness. Yeah, that goes in there. And there's a reason why you know people who work as therapists say have someone that they can go and speak to because it it weighs heavily. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the radio show where the owls are not what they seem. Do you or have you ever watched Twin Peaks? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. They could be dreaming and meeting each other in their dreams. On Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Someone's uh, t- texted. I'm trying to figure out figure out how to contact you, Ian. Do you have an email publicly available? No, I don't. Not anymore. Uh, you give oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You have my phone number for fifteen hours a week. Let's go to Michelle. Good evening, Michelle. Oh hello. Oh, that was a higher Hi. higher pitched voice than I was expecting for some reason. You you sound like you've um, fallen down a drain or something. Hello, Michelle. Hello, I'm really excited. Sorry, that's why I'm so high pitched and oh, squeaky. There you go. Why are you excited? What's happened? Have you won, have you won the the um, the pools? No, no. I'm um, I'm out on a midnight joint. It's really exciting. Yes, um, mate. My name's Michelle. I'm a member of Lady Circle, which is the girl half of Round Table. Um, oh, and at the my moment, gran was in that. Circle, oh, okay. Circles all across the country yeah. are travelling around to catch up with a bunch of guys from Round Table, the president and a few members of his team. Oh. They're actually on a mission at the moment to, to break a record. Oh. They're visiting all 92 of the English Football League stadiums oh, and God. they're trying to do it in under 92 hours. Oh, blimey. Well, hang on a minute. So, so what, you have to visit all of them or look, there are different teams everywhere that have to visit all of them? No. One team and they're visiting all 92 yes. stadiums in 92 hours. Put the pedal to the metal. I know, they're fantastic, fantastic bunch of guys, and they're doing it yes. um, because it's oh. to celebrate the 92nd birthday of Round Table, which happens on Thursday of this week. Okay, it's 30th and anniversary of the internet. And also to raise money, um, they're looking to raise £92,000 wow. for Birmingham Children's Hospital. Oh, okay, good for them. So I wanted to come on and um, promote what they're doing and also to highlight the great work that the Children's Hospital does because they also want to, you know, raise the profile of the hospital, etc. Okay, go so on I then. I just wanted to say congratulations to Richard Holland, the national president, to okay. Alan Collins, his PLC chairman, and to Jim Conway. Why don't you say, see what, instead of that, why don't you just tell, if people want to donate, how do they do it? Okay, so there's a Just Giving page set up, and it's called 92 in 92 yeah. for 92. Okay. There you go. So people can go and find that. And um, big fan of the show, are you? A bit regular listener to the show? 
do you know, oddly enough, I am, because I bought a new go. car and now I have DAB radio. There so we go. That's <laughs> what yeah. it's all about. Michelle, thank you very much uh, for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. No one else phone in and do that, guys. Come on now. Come on now. Um, but, but Don't well really done. do shout-outs, but very nice oh, to squeeze in one It's a good charity. Birmingham Children's Hospital is great. It's a great hospital. Well done. Um, let's go to... But it did, yeah. Let's go to Chris. Good evening, Chris. Evening, Ian. I've just got a quick music-related uh, question for okay, you. OK, well, I will have a quick music-related answer because I know everything. Yes, please. OK. It's slightly obscure, but is it OK that I've only just discovered Simon Garfunkel at 43? Yeah, it is OK because I was I had, like, a greatest hits of them. You know the greatest hits where it's them on the beach? You've seen that yeah, cover? Yeah. And you know that that's, it's not a picture of them. Find, okay. the, find the album with the, the picture. It's a picture of them on the sunset or walking on a beach and one of them's got a guitar behind them. It's not actually Simon and Garfunkel. Once I found that out, it blew my mind. So I was aware of the hits, but it was only about four years ago, Chris, probably about the age of 41, that I bought the box set of all their albums and I was blown away. Yeah, I've just, I just been listening to them on YouTube and stuff like that. You know, yeah. you know like, um, like America and um, A Bridge Over Troubled Water and stuff, didn't you? Yeah, and The Boxer and yeah. that kind of thing. So yeah. what have you discovered then that's, that's kind of blown your mind, you old head? <laughs> it's, not, it's not so much blown my mind, just, just got into it. And it's just the kind of singles off those albums, I suppose. Here's the, th- here's the album can't. you want. You want, this is a masterpiece, right? It's one of the best albums ever. The Bridge Over Troubled Water album. It's got Baby Driver. It's got, you've heard The Only Living Boy in New York, haven't you? No, not yet. Oh! After 12 o'clock, Chris, we're going to play it. The Only Living Boy in New York. It's a song Paul Simon wrote when Art Garfunkel was off in Mexico filming Catch-22. Yeah, that's not Simon and Garfunkel. It's two people. Is that because they weren't talking to each other? Yeah, yeah, it's two two people. It's great, isn't it? It's a great... (laughs) I was going to say, if that guy stands up, he'll be almost as tall as the guy next to him, and that can't be right. (laughs) It's great. Um, Oh, Chris, well, no, well done. I'm a big believer... I, I genuinely believe this, although it doesn't quite make sense, I don't analyse it too much, that we find music at the right moment we're meant to find it. And, I, I, and my examples of that are, my sister for a birthday bought me a Jeff Buckley album and for three years it sat in its cellophane. I split up with a girl and I went, oh, I'm going to play this album. It was absolutely perfect for a split up. It was perfect. And also Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan came into my life about two years ago when I needed Bob Dylan. When I needed him, he was there. Up until that point, he hadn't been there. So, no, well done, Chris. Enjoy. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's all I need today. Thank you very much. We're going to start at midnight with The Only Living Boy. Um, uh, The Only Living Boy. Um... uh... Ay, 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 like a coconut. Um, because I want to discuss it. Someone you took, uh, is, is back at it again. I don't want to get involved in that. The person who wants my email address, I don't really want to get involved in that. That is something from the past. That is something... I'm being very deliberately mysterious. I'll tell you in a minute, Kath. It's nothing... It's nothing... Well, it's, it's nothing bad that I've done, which is unusual. Um... But I don't, I don't, the person you, to which you refer, mysterious texter, I don't want in any way to um, it, it do anything that would invite that person back into my life because it was, it was thoroughly unpleasant. Let's go to Simon. Good evening, Simon. Mysterious. Mysterious, yeah, mysterious. So, so sometimes you've got to have secrets. Um, well, yeah, well. That's the way it goes. What you got for us, big sigh? 
Big size. All it was was um, to reply to... You know the lady that phoned up and said she was having anxiety about coming to see you at the rabbit hole? Well, I, here's the thing. Those shows can be very hit and miss. I, I'm anxious when we do those shows. We just don't know if they're going to work uh-huh. or not. But, yeah, no, I do, yes. Well, what it was was just to say to her, I'm exactly the same, well, right? Yep. So I will, I will make a plan, make an arrangement, and it will be the best thing in the world. But as, as it gets closer, yeah. the, 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 the cogs of anxiety start turning and you start to doubt whether you want to go, whether it's right, blah, blah, blah. And the closer it gets, the more of an issue it becomes until you get to the stage where you you, uh, call it all off and cancel and then you feel great and it's all problem solved, right? So all I'm saying is what she's going through is she's not alone. It's happening to me. I'm going, God damn it. Yeah. Because I need to. Yes, man. Um, But... Just fight those demons and just, you can do this. You can do this. I, 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 I've cancelled so many things in my life and generally afterwards I've gone, oh, wish, oh, I wish I'd done that. But, you know, I, 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 you're, Simon, those are, those are uh, wise words. And uh, we'll say, are you coming on your own to Luton? I'm, I'm, I'm meeting a friend of mine, yes. an uh, old school friend, because I, I was born and raised there, as I said before. Um, so I'm using it to um, as an excuse to meet up with a, my oldest friend, and I'm going to introduce him to your vibe, oh. as it were, um, and then um, yeah, going to make a bit of an occasion of it. Nice so. one. Right. Looking forward to it for lots of reasons. Nice one, Simon. I'm looking forward to saying hello. If you want to come and say hello to us, and if you don't, well, then uh, screw you. No, <laughs> not everyone does, and that's fine. Tell you who's coming to Luton, Helen Louise. Good. Very, very important woman in my life. You know why? That's where I got the cats from. Oh, yeah, I didn't the, know she had two first yeah, names. Yeah, yeah, she's got two first names. I think I think it's two first names. I don't think it's just Helen. I think it's Helen Louise. Okay. I think. Maybe it's just Helen. But I'm not sure. Anyway, um, I'll investigate that. Cause oh, I don't right. want if to you be- just said Helen, I would have known who you meant. I don't Louise. think you would have done, mate. Yes, I don't I think... I knew her before you did. So, okay. she won well, Anyway. She is responsible for my little babies. The woman gave me babies, and I need to, I need to thank her for the babies, for my babies. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I want a big screen. I just want to show pictures of the cats for an hour <laughs> and videos, and go, Helen, look, look what I did! Oh, they did the cutest thing. It's them dressed up as bees. <laughs> <laughs> It's a strange old show tonight, isn't it? Well, it's a strange vibe in the country with with everything that is going on. Um, So I'm happy to field more strangers. We have another hour, and the switchboard is empty for the first time tonight. Well, second time tonight, actually. So if you want to give us a call, now would be a really, really uh, good time. 0344... 499-1000 499 is the telephone number you'll speak to Amy, she'll take your name and number doesn't even want to know what you want to talk about and she will call you back anything goes, we've managed to avoid Brexit so far but if you want to call in about that you can, I suspect that our audience doesn't want to so anything goes, 0344 499 1000, this is Talk Radio the Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
drums of course I mean <laughs> it'd be easy if I if, whenever we play a song I, I'll say if Hal Blaine isn't playing drums on the songs I think that's probably the way to do it 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number another hour of this to go before Paul Ross comes in I mean here you are Catherine Boyle that's the one I knew I, I knew I recognised you I, um, yes you're the donkey lady aren't you big pun the donkey lady huh didn't you do a report on a television programme about oh, a donkey in a Sadie field Sadie the donkey that was trapped in the field, yes. You Thank you for remembering. That was one of my greatest hits. I knew you were the donkey lady. Said Let's go to Janaid. Good evening, Janaid. Hello, Ian. Hello, Janaid. How are you, mate? I'm um, very well. Thank you very much indeed. And how are you? Well, I'm not too good. I do want uh, I do want some advice about anxiety. OK. I have some terrible anxiety in the last six months. Okay, what's happened? I'm always feeling down. And I just wanted to know what's the best thing to do. Go and see your doctor. I've seen seen my doctor but I'm still feeling the same. Okay, what did did your doctor say to you? He gave me some antidepressants. Right. And they're not working. How long have you been taking them for? For about two months now. Okay, I would say go back and see your doctor. Uh, I, I just don't want to go out at all. Okay. I feel, I feel really anxious. Yeah, I get that. Do you have anyone that you can talk to about it? Any friends or family? I live on my own. Right. So I, I don't really go out. That's not why I asked. I asked very specifically, do you have any friends or family? No. No, only one friend. Who's your friend? I could, I could talk to him, but I feel back to about back down again. You feel what? I feel down again. Yeah, you feel down again. It's tough, man, isn't it? It's tough. You know that you can phone the Samaritans at any time. I don't know if you've tried them. No. 
you should try the Samaritans. They're good just to talk to and unload on and they don't have you don't have to give them your real name you don't have to say anything here's the thing Janaid I'm not a doctor I don't have any answers all I all I have is my experience and my strength and my hope and I have my story right and I know what I have had to do to get to 45 and a half years old I know what I've had to do some of the things I've had to do to survive haven't been haven't been very healthy and haven't been very good and some of them have been very healthy and some of them have been very good and as I'm getting older I'm learning to replace the unhealthy things with the healthy things but 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 I'm just a bloke man I'm just a bloke I don't have any answers for anyone else I don't know I don't know what would make you better I suggest you go and you know that you reconnect with your doctor and say that the pills he's given you hasn't worked because maybe they can give you a slightly different dose or maybe they can give you a slightly different pill maybe they can put you in touch with a mental health team do you know what I mean yeah that's fine I'm not but listen I'm not I don't want you to think I'm not in any way having a go at you I'm not. Yeah. I'm not angry with you at all. I'm really glad you've shared I, this with me. I just. I just don't have an answer. I understand. Man. I understand this that uh, maybe how will this American? Yeah. But I, but, uh, but I do enjoy listening to your show. Hey, listen, man, and you, you can call us again. Uh, let me just ask. You're not when you say you're feeling anxious and stuff. How? how I mean, how? Are you? Are you? You're not. Are you thinking of like harming yourself or anything? No. Well, no. that's something. All right. Well, that is that is something. Um, I can tell from talking to you, Janae, that you are a good person. Yeah. And that you have got light in your soul. Right. I can feel it. Do you know what I mean? You've got you've got a, you've got a lightness in your soul, and that um, you're a good man, and things can improve, but you might have to do a little bit of work. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, David. It, it, it was nice talking to you and for your advice. It's nice talking to you, Janae. Thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Shane. Good evening, Shane. Evening. How you doing, sir? I'm all right, Shane. What you got for us tonight? Three good things that will make you laugh that probably you've never heard of. Oh, this suddenly. I mean, Catherine's pulling her cynical face as if to say, "Go on, try no, no, me." No, it's not. I'm just being drawn to nonsense on Twitter. Carry you, on. You were just saying you were doing a uh, try me. No, 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 I okay. wasn't listening to that. I was reading nonsense on Twitter. Uh, let's, let's, right. I'm going to, here's the thing. I'm going to go to Twitter and I'm going to kill everybody that runs Twitter. Oh, just some people love a moan, don't they? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like your coconuts. Anyway, go yeah, amuse us. Go on, Shane. This is what we need. This is what the country needs. This is what Britain, this is what Europe, the world needs, Shane. Give it to me, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Number one. The worst, best film I've ever seen. Hollywood Sex Wars. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm in. What? What? I think I can guess what Hollywood Sex Wars is about, but but give me more. Uh, watched it once, made me laugh. Who's in it? Uh, let's have a look. Mario Diaz. Who? Exactly. Hey, have you seen that? Um, William H no. Macy is in trouble with the police. His, His wife, wife is. is. Well, he was going to court today for her indictment. She was indicted. And um, she, they're being her and some other people I've not heard of are, are being uh, indicted for faking exam entries for their kids to get into. Yeah, 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 I've read, yeah, I've read about that. No, the Hollywood Sex Wars Ho- is yep. is twenty eleven. Mario Diaz, Eli Jane. Um, oh, yeah. this looks good. Hang on a minute. Pop ups go away. Pop up. Max, Aaron, and Glenn have a track record littered with strikeouts and misfit hookups. 
The boys embark on a mission to up their hot babe batting average. This sounds wonderful. They meet Hollywood Casanova Johnny Eyelash, who teaches these boys the game of scoring A-list arm candy. Yeah, this is from 2011. But there is one problem. The girls are organised, cunning and have an agenda of their own. There's more than one problem. It's not long before the girls, led by Big Wendy and Little Wendy, pick up on Johnny's tactics and Hollywood becomes one big booby trap. This sounds... It only gets a 3.3 on IMDb. That's not a great score. Well, most people that vote on those... Biased. Exactly. Biased. Number Uh, two. Yep, Okay. Kim's Convenience, Netflix. Okay, what's that? Korean, Canadian sitcom. Brilliant. Okay, the misadventures of a misadventures of a Korean Canadian family running a convenience store. Okay, that gets a seven point eight. Um and we're we so we're not believing the three point three, but we are believing the seven point eight. Is that what you're saying, Shane? No, the three point three is probably funnier and Okay. All right, Hollywood Sex Wars. Well, when we go to Manchester, Catherine, maybe I can rent that movie and That's we can fine. watch it. That's fine, you can it. enjoy that by yourself. Thank you very much indeed. All right, and go on, what's the third thing? The first one you can watch on YouTube, actually, I think. OK, thank you, thank you very With much. With your headphones uh, on. Sorry? The third one is oh. music. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he might have, like, had, like, a, a brain injury or something, and that's what he does. I don't think so. I think he was just exactly. claiming the time. <laughs> <laughs> Time traveller Noah YouTube. Oh, is he one of the? Come on, he's one of these idiots that thinks they've been back in time. Are they? No, this is one of the best musicians that no one knows about. Time, hang on, one of the what? The best musicians that no one's ever heard. About. Time traveller Noah reveals the future of the UK. No, Noah K N O W E R. Oh, for you said. Listen, when someone says Noah, you think who built the ark? Sorry. Noah, Noah. You don't. No one. No one automatically thinks K. They think N O A H. And there is a time traveller called Noah. Uh, Time traveller Noah. All right. Well, let's let's have a listen. If this is rubbish, you're in trouble. If this is rubbish, then I'm not watching any of your film recommendations. All right, Shane. Perfect. Okay. Here we go. Hang on. There might be something in this. Can't stop blinking. Yeah, I told you. I couldn't wait to see you. But the truth is. Yeah, thanks for your call, Shane. I'm not going to watch any of your crappy film recommendations. Man alive! <laughs> Three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. John, Mark, Alan, stay there. Come to you after this. Dead of night discourse for disco queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy farmers aye, aye. and distant fathers. Yeah, whatever. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On talk radio. Yes, great. Some show this evening, huh? We've covered everything from um, smear tests to... Um, uh, what else have we covered? We've covered loads, haven't we? Brexit, we've done Brexit, we've sorted that, that's done, that's finished. 
Um, it, it's been a weird vibe tonight, yeah. but I, I can dig it. Finding music when it's supposed to be yes. found. Anxiety. Yes. Uh, all that stuff. But oh. you can ring about whatever you want. Hey, Bungalow Bill, what did you kill? Bungalow Bill. Hey, you know that song? Yeah. It's, it's a strange album, the White Album. A lot of it's junk. But it's nice. It's it's good junk because the even the Beatles' junk is good. Paul McCartney's junk, which is a song, is not so good. Actually, it's quite nice. But um, even the Beatles' junk is good, and and there is some there is some junk on the White Album. But I'm I'm happy. I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it. Good. I'm sure they'd be relieved. You know, it's it's, it's the bloody Beatles' White Album. You know, as Paul McCartney once said, people think it'd be better as a, a single album. But you know what? It's the bloody Beatles White Album. The Beatles bloody White Album. Who cares? It's not the White Album, is it? No, it's not. It's not. It's called The Beatles. Uh, Well done. You passed the test. That means we get to speak to John. Good evening, John. Good evening. Can you hear me? Um, No. Uh, well, obviously you can. I'd love to inquire about your well-being, but I know what the standard response is. Yeah, you're going to get a fist up your jacksie. Wowee! Oh, gosh. Sit on that. Well, I've got a slight dilemma. Here we go. Well, it's another bit of a mm, not the happiest of stories, Uh-oh. but I, I, I value your opinion. So I, I it's a good opinion. It's the best opinion. Yes. I'm not talking about best, but it's, it's something. Name, name someone. Name account. someone, John, who's got a better opinion than me. I dare you. Um, Albert Einstein. Okay. Well, he's dead, he's not mate. Around. He's dead, yeah, I know. and also his theory of no, relativity has been proven wrong. Uh, Next. Well, Right. None okay. of my theories have been proven wrong yet. Tell you who would be great if you could get on the end of the phone. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Ruth Vesheimer. Ruth Vesheimer. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I wasn't expecting... Well, I should have expected something... The Spanish Inquisition. Right. Not the Spanish Inquisition, but something provocative that I had to make an instant response to. I'll take my best guess. Your best guess? Say, your best guess you, fell well, flat on yeah, his, yeah, his face. You didn't say... You didn't specify they had to be alive for me to... Just kind of, listen, we're going around in, no. um, in, in crazy... Yeah, we're, crazy... Not actually getting, we're not actually getting to the point here. Hey, have you, seen that, have you seen that new Ricky Gervais programme? Ricky Gervais, I love, mainly for the Golden Globes... Um, Trilogy of destroying Hollywood, but no, I have not. Trilogy. I watched, we watched, because again, some really good reviews, and I do like Ricky. So me and Catherine watched the first 15 minutes of his new thing. Oh, hi, Catherine, by the way. Hello, well done. You've uh, stopped the clock. That's 72 seconds. What do I win? You win, John. Um, his new thing on Netflix, and we laughed, the first laugh was at seven and a half minutes. Dropped the C-bomb. Uh, dropped a oh, C-bomb okay. at a kid. Oh and that was it. And 15 minutes in, I went, I'm not really... I mean, is, is it meant to be a comedy? I or don't is think it it's a meant dra- to be a Rick Rora, no. Is it like Cold Feet, like a dramedy, where it's drama, but a li- it's, you like chuckle? I'm going to go in again and see if I can watch it. OK. Well, I have not seen it, so I really can't comment. OK, well, I'm going to go in again. I'll give it another chance. I do like Ricky. I like Ricky a lot, although that, that um, David Brent film was awful. I didn't really like Derek. I didn't watch Derek. Oh, I didn't really like The Office that much. I was just think he's brilliant. The Golden Globes. Okay. I think that's the trilogy. highlight of his whole career. The Golden Globes. Yeah, is well, funny. well, he did it three times, didn't he? So I think it's fair to call it a trilogy. Well, it, it, except except that trilogy isn't a word. It's not a word. No. I think it is. I. I'd well, like it to be. If it is, look it up. If it is a word, it isn't the word. Theology. Am I pronoun- Am I mispronouncing it? Or yes. Something, or do you, you not pro- understand English? No, I understand English. Oh, don't get. I just think if trilogy is a word, it doesn't mean what you think it means. I just googled it and it I mean, said, it "Did means- you mean trilogy?" 
Felic- no, I've mispronounced it. Well, OK, my po- fault, you Apology win. accepted. Apology accepted. Listen, right. come on. Yeah. Let's do this now. Give, come on, brother, give me a hug and tell me what you want to say. Right, hug given. Virtual hug given. Taken. OK, I've got a dilemma. Yep. And um, what it relates around is I've got mental health issues. Yep. And I've also become disabled um, in the last, I don't know how you quite judge it, uh, last 18 months. Yep. Um, that's like um, I'm registered disabled with the highest degree of visual impairment. Okay. Basically, I've lost my sight really quickly. I'm sorry to hear And that. it causes, no, that's right. It causes a lot. Well, it's not all right, but anyway. <laughs> no, it's it's far from like, all right, but I take your point, so it's yes. Far from, well, it's very far from all right. Yeah, but of course it is. sympathy. Um, and it causes a lot of stress because not normal things you can do, you can't do them anymore. Yeah. You know, it's like, so when you say, did you see this? No, I couldn't see it because I couldn't hardly see anything. Yeah. You know, but okay. But you can still listen to the audio, so I might have probably got the gist of what you were referring to. Uh, with regards to Ricky Gervais. But yeah. anyway, here's the problem. Yeah. But, um, you know, and I've suffered with anxiety and depression prior to that for a long time, on and off, but it's caused me to go into, like, a major one. Um, and, right, here, I'm right getting to the point here, believe it or not. <sighs> Consensus opinion is, if you are, like, really lonely and you don't have people around you, then that has a negative impact on your mental health and also to have people to help you do things. But on the other hand, if the group of people you have around you actually, then you've got company, which is great. But they're bellends. But if they also cause a negative impact on your mental health because they have traits um, and behavioural characteristics that also have a negative impact on your mental health, which way do you go? Because I can cut these people loose, but it would be hard for me to do so, and they wouldn't really get it, but I could do that. Could you have not have a conversation with them and say, look, this... this... No, but the thing is, what, well, I'm 50 nope. years old, OK? okay? Yep. Most of these people are 20 years old. They're not... They'd like to see... What, are you their old, dealer they... or something? What the hell is going on? Why are you hanging out with kids like this? Because... I normally, as I've got older, I've normally hung out with younger people. Right. And because it makes me feel young, and people of my age, I don't know how you old, I don't know how old Cat is, right? But I feel I have more fun with younger people. Okay. But um, and well, what are they doing that's so ne- that's um, so, so negative? That's having a negative okay. impact. Well, as you've asked. They occasionally take drugs. And they take and drugs around you? Yes. Right, well, well to quote uh, Theresa May, simples. Just tell them you don't want them to take drugs around you. Uh, well, do you think I've not tried? I don't but know. Is, yes, well, I have tried. OK, well, then kick, boot them out. <sighs> they, they, uh, well, yeah, I get the impression... Company. I, get... I, can't look, I can't make this decision. You, you, Ian, you probably ain't going to be able to, like... Solve this to me. It's just the fact of talking about it that helps. Okay. I've got, I've got to reach my. Well, you obviously don't want to have a conversation about it. You want to talk to me about it, so I'll shut up. Well, if you're going to shut up, there's no point. But I just want. No, you're not. To, the thing is, no. Do you know what, John? No, because I'm trying to have a conversation with you, and you're you're not letting me. You're talking at me. Do you know what? If you want to talk at someone about it, go and talk to someone else. I'm sick and tired of people talking at me 
about stuff. Did ask for your opinion. You know, if you want to have a conversation, boom, I'm in, I'm there. But if you, if, if it, you just want to talk at me about stuff and then ignore any suggestion I make, well, what's the point? What's the point? It's very simple. If people are taking drugs around you and you don't like them taking drugs around you, you say, I don't want you taking drugs around you. If they carry on, they're tossers. Boot them out. Here's my thinking. A load of kids have found an old guy who doesn't mind if they smoke a spliff around, the, around his house. Place, yeah. Let's try another one, shall we? Let's go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Hello, Ian. Hi. Uh, the new Rick, Ricky Gervais programme, Art yes. of Life. Um, I, I love it. I, Why? Is it, any, is it meant anything? to be funny? No. Oh, so it's not a comedy? So. I, I don't think it is. It's like Derek, which has moments of funniness, but... I didn't see Derek. Actually, oh, OK. So, actually, it's, it's quite... Because I know Derek, was, al- Derek was almost in the 11 o'clock show. I've got the original tape of Derek. And it, <laughs> oh, wasn't, okay. it wasn't done sensitively. Let me say that. It was him doing Vox Pops. Did you think it was going to be a comedy then? This new program, or well, yeah, I thought, it was, think... I thought it was a comedy. I thought it was. A, I thought it was meant to be funny. If it's hey, listen, if it's not a comedy, well, then then I can go back and look at it with the eyes of someone not expecting a comedy. I was me and Kath were sat there expecting a laugh. But if if it isn't, well, and, and I don't, I, I genuinely don't know. It's not me being cute. If it's not a comedy, okay, fine. If you know, I'll go back and watch it and um, look at it as a drama with with yeah. moments of lightness. Yeah, I don't think it is. Okay, um, all right, all right. Well, that's cool then. Then I'll yeah, I'll check it out again then. Because yeah. I want to like it. Because I like Ricky, and I, I do think the last couple of things he's done haven't been great. You know, a couple of his films on Netflix, and that David Brent film was 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 a, was a stinker. Um, so okay, fine. That that explains a lot. <laughs> that explains a lot. Okay. Yeah. Have you watched the whole thing? Have you? Not yet. No, I've watched up to episode three. So okay. all yeah. Right. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I will. I will check it out again. Thank you very much, uh, Michael. That's appreciated. That's got loads of really good people in it. Oh, it's got some. It's got great people in it. Kerry Godleman. It's got um, Joe Wilkinson in it. They're all. It's all good people. It's got Tony Way in it, who is who's sort of sort of a friend of mine. Um, it's good people. I just okay. If it's not a comedy, then I'm back. I'm Let's back. try it again. Um, then we're back in. We're fine. We'll do it. We'll do it. Good. Good. All right. Well, that's fine. Let's try. Gosh, so many calls. Let's try Tony. Good evening, Tony. Hello. Hello, Tony. Ah, oh, good. I'm glad you come to me next. Right. I've watched Ricky Gervais this series. Yes. Uh, I've watched it three times consecutively. Three days. Yeah. Six episodes. Like, this This is unbelievable, this programme. Uh, it, it could basically uh, be based on me, apart from... Oh, blimey. Because uh, it's quite it's dark, isn't it? Stopped. His wife dying. I lost. Uh, I split up, or you know, my girlfriend sort of. Uh, she kicked me out, basically. Right. But apart from that. So apart from the main premise of his wife dying, whereas your girlfriend kicked you out, it could be your. Yes. Your yes, story. Yeah. Where he's Gosh. grieving, yeah. Where yeah. he's grieving, yep. and he, he can do it and grieve. Uh, being kicked out and losing the night. Love your life, sort of. Yeah. I'm doing it, sort of. I'm grieving every day, sort of, as such. To, uh, but the whole thing is, is is just unbelievable. The messages in the whole series is is unbelievable. Is is not to think of yourself, you know, as being the only one that's that's, that's been dealt with. But is, so is, are we right that it's not a comedy? 
No, it's not. It's, listen, it's everything. It's a comedy. Oh. It's, it sends messages out to people to think that they're not the only people yeah. out there that are being affected by So it's connected with uh, you on a very deep personal level. Oh, wow. I've, I've watched the whole series three times, three days on the trot. Yeah. Because it's, it involves him being on his own with his dog, which I am. I oh. live alone with my dog. Yeah. And he, he's, he's, he's my best friend at the moment. But he goes through all the all the characters get a in cat. this program. Get, ca- just get cats. Get cats. No, not a cat. No, I love my dog. No, get cat. cat dog. Cats are better than dogs. I'm I'm giving you that. That's a, that's a free piece of of <laughs> advice. Cats are better than dogs. Trust me. Cats. Cats are arrogant. Yeah. Yeah. Cats, the dog, dogs, dogs are thick. Yeah, I know. But my little bulldog. He loves me for for what I am. Yeah, because he's thick. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> thick. You know what I mean. But please. <laughs> Please, Ian, watch his program. Right, I'm going to check it out again then. With it was wearing slightly different spectacles there. I'm going because I was expecting a comedy and I hadn't really read anything about it. And um, you and the last caller telling me that actually it's it's not a comedy. It's it's something slightly different. That's really good. It's about life. Yeah. It's about life. One minute you're laughing, one minute you're crying, and it's like I say. Every time I've watched it, I've laughed, I've cried. Oh, there you go. Well, that's good when you find a bit of art that connects with you and and speaks okay. to you directly, isn't it? It's got some nice music in it. Yeah. And it's just, it's unbelievable. I'll guarantee you'll like it. All right. Well, then, I'm, uh, Tony, I'm going to go back to it, mate. Thank you. Thank you. And get a cat. Um, 03444991000. Good evening, Alan. Uh, good evening. Good evening, Alan. What can we do for you? Uh, I'm basically telling you that I'm just about to hit stadium number 43 out of 92 on our world record fundraising attempt. When you uh, say when you say world you on. say uh, you say world record. Uh, well, yeah, well it's a world record you can only actually achieve in the UK, I guess. It's still a record, isn't it? I can't I can't <laughs> hear you very well. It's not the greatest of lines. Yeah, we're out in the deep out depths of uh, Peterborough, so the signal's a little bit flaky around here. Okay, so okay, so, so you so, yeah, go on. So we're driving around we're driving around all ninety two um, league football stadiums um, in the UK, um, and we're trying to do it. Um, in the fastest time that it's ever been done. So what is the fastest time that you have to beat? It's the fastest time is currently at 74 hours and 20 minutes. Right. So and, and what uh, do you have to do? Do you have to go and do you have to go and touch the front door or something? We, yeah, we basically have to take a photograph taken at each, um, at each one, um, obviously along the time. And uh, has Norris McWhorter to check that you're not a twin? Because that would be a great way. If you had a twin, you could beat the system. You could do it in, like, 40 yeah, hours. That's, that's a horrifying thought. You wouldn't want to tell me, definitely not. No. OK. All right. <laughs> well, when are you... What time are you... Um, uh, I'll ask because it's a done thing. What time are you expecting to finish? Well, we're, we're hoping to do it in less than 72 if we can. Oh, um, so we'll, obviously, we'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll take two and a half hours off the, uh, off the time. Yes. And that leaves us finishing uh, Aston Villa sometime on uh, on Thursday during the day. We set off on Monday at, uh, at nine minutes to two. Um, so we're celebrating 92 years of the Roundtable organisation, uh, which is a bunch of Black mental, magic. Uh, mental guys who want to raise money charity and have an awesome social life. OK, well, I wish you the very best of luck, Alan. Thank you very much for the update on that. Um, Black Magic, is it? Roundtable? Yeah. OK. Let's go to John. Good evening, John. Hello. Uh, just about Afterlife. Oh, yeah. Um, go on. Well, it's got funny parts in it, but it's not an out-and-out comedy. It sends a lot of messages. OK. Um, I feel like, like that's exactly the same phrase the other guy used. It sends a lot of messages. All right, that's interesting. Go it on. makes you think... 
from a different perspective. Yeah. Do you know, it's similar. It, it, it would be how I've never, like, rang up the Samaritans or whatever and t- yeah. talked about, I've told you before about lost me dad. Yeah. It sort of made me think in a different way, yeah. Honestly, it's it's definitely worth um, worth sticking with. I watched I watched it back to back all six episodes last oh. night. So I couldn't turn it off. It's absolutely fascinating. Um. Well. Okay. Well, we must have totally missed something then. And listen, we're we're always happy to admit when we get things uh, wrong. You know, if if we've got it wrong, we've got it wrong. We'll go back and we'll have. Yeah, we were in the headspace for the giggle factor. Yeah, weren't we? yeah, yeah. I was expecting some chuckles, and I don't know why because I hadn't read anything about it. I just knew that it existed. Um, yeah. All right. Like I say, like I say, there's a, there is funny parts in it, but it's it's, it's very it's, it's a, doesn't have to play with your emotional senses as well. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant, I think. Anyway. All right. Wicked. All right. Hey, nice right. one. Thanks a lot. Now. Thank you, John. Cheers. I appreciate that. We 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 called it wrong, Catherine. We we were expecting. Uh, I think uh, it's just Ricky Gervais's face. I was expecting him to crack a yes, crack a funny. Yes. Um, we'll have we'll have all right. We'll have some of that. Don't watch it on my Netflix login though, because it'll mess up the series. And also, that would be illegal. I don't think it's illegal to give someone your Netflix password. Is it? Oh, really? I don't think it's against. It was probably against the T's and C's of Netflix, but I don't think it's illegal. The, the old bill. It's not like not having a TV license, which I most definitely do have. It's different. Okay. Anyway, that was a little bit of uh, fun comedy we improvised there. Good evening, Mark. Hey, Ian, how are you? Hello, Mark. What you got? I don't think you've made a rod for your own back as such, but I think you've created a situation for yourself with being so honest in the past. Mm. Go on. And I think, you know, I have to admit, I wasn't, <laughs> no offence, but I wasn't a big fan of you when I saw some TV things that you were on and what have you, but after looking into your story and what you've been through, you know, I've got a lot of respect for how honest you've been. And now I can perhaps understand more about your life. And I think people can relate to you. You know, that you've got to get a lot... You should have a lot of respect for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, totally. Listen, and the stories that people share with us... You know, some incredibly intimate things that is it's it's very humbling and it's it's a privilege. It's literally a privilege. But I do wonder sometimes, Mark, if um, people expect me to be able to do more. You know, here's the thing, right? There was a big story that before Christmas we saved a man's life. Right, It's a big story wasn't actually yeah, quite that. like that of course the story became something ever so slightly different and it it wasn't quite what the, what they said in the papers but uh, since then the number of calls asking for something from us and i'm being deliberately vague have kind of gone up and i wonder if people are thinking well hey he's the guy that saved that guy's life maybe he can fix it for me you know and well, whether probably, like i say people can relate to you i mean I, on a really small scale i've had it when i started talking about my my story yeah like on my social media i've had people reaching out to me that i've known that you just never you'd never know have had problems and yeah. they come to me and talk to you so that on a lot on a lot bigger scale that's what you've got yeah you know and um I mean, like, apart from serious physical ill health, I've, you know, I've been through it a lot. I've been through it all myself. And people relate to that stuff. When you, you know, I, I was, like, relatively wealthy, and then I was bankrupt. I've been through divorce. I've been to prison. I've had depression. I was bankrupt again. And what the one thing it does is when you finally start talking about it, it 
it, it, like I say, it relates you to people. Yeah. But it also builds up a lot of resilience. Yeah. And um, it's, uh, I don't know, I, I, I think you've made a run for your own back. And what I would say to people like Jules that I heard earlier on is, as, as you would hopefully agree, it always gets better. You know, wherever you're at now, it does always get better. Two years ago, I was I was at the lowest of the low. And when I look back to the situation I got in, compared to where I am now, I can look back and that resilience that I've built up over the years of rubbish I've had in my life, it... Um, it builds up a resilience, and it always gets better. Can I ask There's you... always something around the corner. Can I go on... Thank you for that, Mark. Can I go off on ever such a slight tangent and pick up on something you said, right? Don't want to know what you did, but can I ask, how long were you in prison for? Uh, two years, yeah. Can I, here's something that I've thought about a lot, right? And if you don't want to answer it, don't answer it, right? What, does it, what does it feel like, that first night in prison? Oh, it's horrible, mate. Yeah, horrible. Why anybody would want to spend more than... I mean, I did two years in there on a four-year sentence, and why anybody two two days is too much? Mm. It's it's horrible. Um, I spoke to you last night. Yeah, yeah, I know um, you're the, you're the the guy that used to run the naughty websites, aren't you? Yeah, that's how I made all my money. So I made millions, lost it all. Yeah, and got in debt, and then I had the dumb idea of starting to grow weed. Yeah, we go. Yeah, and got caught, and. Uh, and then, you know, when it, it, even before that, one of the worst parts of it is if you've never been in trouble before, which I hadn't, um, being on bail is, is hard because your whole life's on hold. I was on bail for like 17 months. Wow. And then when you finally go there, your lawyer tells you, look, at the worst case, you're looking to get two years, and the, the judge gave me four. Flipping that. And four's, four's a very different situation to two if you do... If you get two years, you're out in about ten months. Yeah. Four, you're in for two. You don't get any tag or anything like that. It's horrible. The first night, well, they hadn't got any room at the inn when I first got sentenced. I was in the police cell overnight, and then they said, I'm, I'm in Leicestershire, and they said, we're taking you to Doncaster. So that's a frightening place. Doncaster prison, horrible place. I was lucky after three months that I got to an open prison status. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's horrible. I mean, and... and I did 20 months in one prison, and I saw I saw people coming back. I saw one guy come back four times in that 20 months. I mean, but again, it's all related to the quality of life you've got on the outside. Yeah, of I, I've got I've got a family around me. I've got two kids, two young kids at the time, and it's that, that's the direct measure. Some people there prefer to be in because they were warm and they got. Uh, a, a social group around them and people to speak to and when you see people being released on the day of release and they've got, actually got nowhere to go to you can perhaps understand mm. why people would think and, and, and that doesn't mean it prison's easy at all it's not oh no I've never bought the pr- prison is uh, like Butlins I never bought that nonsense no it, it, it's horrible and and you know people like you know I used to well, I was a cleaner in there so I earned eight pound a week that whole eight pound a week got used up um, on phone calls. You know, mm. the system charges you ten p a minute, sixty p a minute when you call a mobile phone. Mark, you're so naive. You're meant to smuggle a phone in up your bum hole. Don't get everyone knows that, don't they? But but you see, that's the thing that people don't get. Like if you're in an open prison, 
and you get caught with anything like that. Like, the, I, I got in trouble with, with other prisoners for saying the amount of drugs in the prison was ridiculous. Yeah, I could walk down the landing of, of, of my wing and you could get high pretty much from walking down the landing alone. And the irony is because of what I was in for, Yeah, you would think that's, that's a ridiculous thing to say, but you... Um, you get drug tested, and mm. and then in an open prison, you're allowed out uh, after you've finished half of your served time. You're allowed to go on home visits and, and day leaves and what have you. So if you get caught with anything like that, you're going to get all that took off you, and you're going to go back to a closed prison. It, it, it's horrible, and yeah, not not. I mean, that's ten years ago now, so it's, yeah, it's it's, it's it's in the past. But it, it still it is, but it still stays with me. You know. There's certain times you'll catch yourself just it doesn't matter how crappy life is or has been in in in, in the last ten years up and down, you still catch yourself. Be, I still catch myself being grateful to at least have my freedom to be able to walk out my front door and go and walk with dogs. Dogs are better than cats, by the way. Okay, right, the guy's an idiot. Cutting this guy off doesn't know what he's talking about. Thank you, Mark. Uh, no, genuinely, thank you for sharing that. I, it's something that's, I've been thinking about a lot the first night, and um, just can't begin to imagine. Thank you, Mark. I, I appreciate the call, man. There's, uh, there was a lot in there. Thank you. I was thinking about that guy who just got out of prison. Do you remember he phoned us up um, oh, about three months ago? Yeah, he said he, he wanted to go and stand in the grass and because he was able to just walk out yeah. of his front door for the first time in years and oh, years. Yeah. We get the we get the best callers. Let's, 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 let's be honest. We get the best callers. 0344 499 1000. Switchboard is empty. So if you phone up now, you could be the next one on. This is Talk Radio. It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, <laughs> on Talk Radio. Sorry, I'm just setting pictures. Bear with me, bear with me. Just setting picture, setting taking a while to set. There we go, should we just check? There we go, that would be a nice picture. Sorry about that. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I was determined to do loads of stuff in the papers um, today and. Um, well, I didn't, and uh, I can only apologise for that. Paul Ross will be on in about ten minutes or so. Uh, National Sex Press. Strangers, strangers who had naked romp on coach journey are arrested. Strangers. A romp? You need space for that, don't you? I once, on a trip to Edinburgh, um, fell asleep on a girl, and then I woke up and she gave me a biscuit. I don't think that qualifies as a romp. No. It, back then, when I was about 24, it did actually, for me, it did count as a romp. <laughs> it was we, no, we fell a romp more up downy than that? We fell asleep on each other, just like our heads, and it was kind of nice, and then we, we got into Edinburgh about 6.15 in the morning, and I didn't know what to say to her, and so I didn't say anything. And, uh, you know... It's, she slipped you a biscuit? She gave me a biscuit. A man and woman were arrested... After stripping, oh my god, and having sex on a National Express coach just hours after meeting on the journey, that is quick. That is quick. Well, you know, love what's what it wants. The shameless pair romped in full view of the other mortified passengers. They couldn't have been completely naked after hitting it off during a 10 hour drive from Manchester to Exeter. 
there's 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 an uh, um, an, an inadvertent joke coming up. Excellent. See if you can spot it. Devon and Cornwall police said the unnamed man and woman were held after the driver stopped on a hard shoulder. Spokesman said police were called to an incident of public indecency on a coach travelling on the M5 near Columpton. 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 Is that a place? I'm guessing. At 10.40pm on March the 4th, officers located and arrested a 29-year-old man from Brizzle and a 32-year-old woman from Barnstaple on suspicion of being a pair of naughty shaggers. <laughs> they were later released under investigazione pending further inquiries. On a, on a coach journey they'd never met. I can imagine, if you're like a couple and you're a bit tipsy, okay, 10 hours is a long time to go, but you've just met? On a coach, On though. a coach? By the toilet? Ten hours as well. That place would have been smelly. Aye, aye, aye. Coach journeys are the worst. They are just the worst. When I used to go to Edinburgh and uh, stuff, it was uh, coach was the only way you could afford it because you could get up there for like fifteen quid. Yeah, and it was horrendous. Just the worst. When I used to go and visit Simon in Glastonbury, I'd get a coach, Baker's Dolphin, and it's just oh, it's just awful. There's no room and. Oh, it's, uh, it's 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 absolute torture. Never again. Never again. Well, as, lo- as long as I live. Sounds like they stretch their legs. Uh, <laughs> you stretch something. <laughs> um, what have you got for us? UK B&B, where cult teaches burping therapy to get rid of evil spirits. Okay, well, I would. I cannot burp, as you know. Would they teach me to burp? Would they make that? Maybe. The lighthouse B&B in a tiny Somerset village near... Frome? Frome. Frome. Is reportedly the Froome. UK meeting point for followers of Universal Medicine, capital U, capital M. A, and this is in quote marks, a um, socially um. socially harmful cult, which has taught burping therapy to get rid of evil spirits. Well, it can reduce indigestion. Yeah. Some people say indigestion, don't they? They say the I, indigestion. Yeah, perverts. Indigestion, auction, plastic, says... Yes. Some people say says. Well, says. that's what, that's what uh, she says. We had a teacher who said that's what she says. She ended up working uh, as an assistant in a chemist. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like her. Was there a connection? I you had just, her ejected? I just had to go in and get some medicine from her. And she went, oh, didn't I used to? I said, yes, you did. And you made my life a misery because you're weird. Oh, I see. Anyway. She would say says. Right. Well, that's what they. That's what you say. That doesn't make sense. No. Anyway, well, go on, please. Get... That would be weird. Yeah. Four-star guest house, the Lighthouse in Froome, is said to be hosting a group called Universal Medicine. That was better than hosting a group called the Lighthouse Family. <laughs> a civil court in Australia found Universal Medicine make false claims about healing in a defamation case last December, according healing. to the Sydney Morning Herald. Yeah. It found that the cult founder Serge Benhayon. Oh used bizarre forms of sexual manipulation and persuaded followers to shun loved ones who wouldn't join his cult. Here we go, the old meat injection. Ah, gotcha! Somerset Live reports that the group's website says UK courses are presented at the Lighthouse Accommodation in B&B in Froome, Somerset. Serge has always denied running a cult and any wrongdoing, saying he's the victim of a media witch hunt. The cult also faced claims that 
Wow. It could be, actually, because I don't believe the mainstream media. The I, cult I also faced, faced claims that breast massages were used as an alternative to modern medicine. Just claims, just claims. The group was founded in 1999 Great by year. Serge, a former bankrupt tennis coach. Tennis coach. <laughs> former, <laughs> former bankrupt tennis coach. Yes. Who claims to be, ah, uh, here we go, claims to be the reincarnation of Leonardo da Vinci. Well, that's a strange one to go for, I know, out of all of the people that's you could... That's a strange one So to maybe pick. it's true? The LDV, OK, yeah. Serge now lives as a millionaire in Australia, but twice a year he's said to visit the Colts B&B in the Somerset village of Titherington near Froome. Yep. Two families have claimed he alienated them from their loved ones. Kasia said she was 12 when her mum started following Universal Medicine. She told the BBC, I realised she wasn't my mum anymore, so it was oh. quite difficult. Ooh. I'd like to... I'd li- I would like Teach to... Teach the world to sing. Uh, in perfect harmony. I'd like to be brainwashed by a cult, just to see what it... Do you know what I mean? To see what it feels like. We're back on the subject of Julia Hartley Brewer. <laughs> She's got um, Jacob Rees-Mogg and Nigel Farage on the show tomorrow. That's a threesome to die isn't for. Isn't it? Get them on a National Express coach. I would like to see <laughs> what it feels like to be brainwashed. You don't know it until you're in too deep. Well, well, do you? Again, this is mainstream media stories. And I, I've now decided that I don't believe the mainstream media. I when I was about it. 17, 18, and they're not a cult because they've got very big lawyers, I immersed myself in Scientology. Oh, you had a go at that, did you, for a while? And I did the Dianetics and the E-meter and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I did it more, which in the end is why I walked away from it. I, was, I, I went along to WRP meetings, being a would-be trot, and I was immersed in Scientology, but more from the science fiction perspective, because I'd read some of L. Ron Hubbard's terrible science fiction. Yeah, it's and I was not fascinated great, in that kind of side of it. But it wasn't really. They weren't really. I mean, they tried to. It was a church for tax reasons, and because they believe it, he said hurriedly. But also, they were very much kind of into modern. What they thought was modern technology, but it was the equivalent of two tin cans and a bit of string. The e-meter. Is that the thing where you just hold it? And yeah, it, yeah. And it's find out who you are, and are you clear? Are you a thetan? Are you imagine- a clear thetan? A whole religion just based on a crazy, made-up book. Just imagine, that's insane, isn't it? They, um, they are, they're based up in Tottenham Court Road, aren't they? They have a, an office in Tottenham Court Road, which they, is where they do flyering they've stuff. got a massive place, I filmed that years later, in East Grinstead, okay. yeah. which is a bit of a hotbed for cults, and for, not that Scientologists are cults. <laughs> I, love, I love it, because I ain't saying nothing. They know where <laughs> I live. You, you dig your own hole. Find out who you are. But it's, it's a massive place, and it's, you know, it's a proper kind of yeah. summer camp, and they've got big buildings there, so yeah. you know, interesting. Yeah. Let's see if we can get you along there. I, I I'm still love, connected. I would love to I'm have a mate guy. Go. I'd love to have a go at being brainwashed. I think I could beat it. Although I'm hypnotised very easily. Get hypnotised very, very easily. Um, anyway, Paul, what's on your show this evening, please? Well, you gave me a moment out there. Yeah. Because okay. I used to cover town council meetings in Clumpton in Devon. Oh, so really? It down there. It's in mid-Devon on the Colne Valley. And I remember one story I wrote was when a lot of rather cheeky teenagers from the biggest town in mid-Devon, Tiverton, yeah. there was a Radio 1 back in the early 80s. Radio 1 kind of, who lives in the most boring town in Britain? And these te- Tiverton teenagers, cheeky monkeys, mobilised themselves and they wrote in, in volume, in mass, made up all kinds wow. of names, went round the churchyard. I made eight quid from selling the story to the Daily Express. Yeah. And they got Tiverton voted the most boring town in the UK Beautiful. to be a teenager. Yeah. The story we wrote the next week, though, was was for the Columpton edition of our paper, Columpton dash, less boring than Tiverton. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Eight quid, well spent. That was a night out in Exeter back in the day. Well yes. you got 30 seconds. Uh, we've got a wonderful story about a couple who ran a big potato farm and still do, up beyond Dundee. Yeah. They got fed up with supermarkets sending back wonky potatoes. What? And they said, why were you worried about wonky potatoes? They're chipped up. They're ma- No, we don't want your wonky potatoes. They've now started an award-winning vodka business, and you can tour the distillery. So from wonky potatoes to vodka. There you go, you see. That's, uh, I, I like a wonky potato. Uh, that is it. Be, I'm, I'm sure there won't be just four hours of that. I'm sure there's going to be a whole lot more. It'll 
feel a lot longer. We will be back tonight at 10. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Amy. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. 24-hour radio debate and entertainment. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.